we're live. Okay, so we're officially live with episode number 32 of the podcast. Gentlemen, What's good to up? have you back. Uh, I think we're doing one more this week, but we're taking an entire week off next week uh, for Christmas. And then we'll be back the following week. So oh, we are going to have... taking next week off? We're not going to have any podcast next week. Not Tuesday? Not Tuesday. Not Thursday. Not nothing. What? Next what? Week. What's you get going the on concept. Buddy, it's going to be yeah. okay. It's, I just found this out. I just want you to know, news. you're going to be all right. First of all, aren't you going to Miami for Christmas? Yeah, I am, but I, 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 I got to change my so, flights so now. What, so when you, go, when you go, what do you celebrate? When you go Christmas, what are you celebrating with the family? You guys put the whole Santa Claus, you guys do all that we stuff? We do or? the Hanukkah stuff. We do the Christmas stuff. We throw a little sprinkle on some Kwanzaa. We don't give a shit. I tell you what, <laughs> you know, Adam the other day did a very special little treat. You know, gave everybody a gift, gave me a, got me a $50 uh, a gift card to... Yard house, New and then, but but what's impressive is the yeah. fact that you got Paul Escarcega a twenty dollar gift card to the gecko, the gecko, that's favorite bar, twenty five. Don't don't twenty twenty five dollar yeah, gift card to the gecko. That's good for a pizza so, and a beer for that guy. Well, that, there's a shout out right there for yard house and gecko. You know, that's yes. uh, so so. Yes. And what, no, what did you learn that day that I taught? What did I, I call learned, you? Uh, what was your, what's your what's the minute? What's the, well in the in the in, the, in Judaism? There's yeah. something called the menorah. The, menorah. The eight candles. Yep. Eight crazy nights. We all saw Adam Sandler's yep. movie and his song. And but the in the one, middle, the one in the middle is called the shamash. The shamash. It's the, it's the it's the it's the teacher. It's the yes. It's the worker candle, like like the worker that teaches. And I said that's PBD. That's shamash. The, that's the, shamash, the shamash. The man in the middle. How to really All my pro- Jews out there know what I'm yes, talking. Yesterday, I'm I'm, I'm uh, talking to this one realtor in uh, Fort Lauderdale, mm-hmm. and she keeps asking me, "Where are you from?" I said, "I'm from Iran." What? Why is your last name but David? Oh, yeah. I said, "Because I'm a Syrian." No, no. I said, no, I'm a Syrian, but David means, he said, do you know what it means? I said, yeah, I know what it means. It means yeah. house of David. Yeah. But do you know you're not a Syrian? What? I said, I'm a Syrian. He says, you are a Jew. I oh, said, yeah. I said, I'm telling you, I'm a Syrian. He says, yes, but you're an Assyrian that comes from a lineage of a Jew. You are a Jew. Now, she's a Jew. You're she's trying to Jew. convince me I'm a Jew. Hmm. I said, do you know how many people have tried to tell me my entire yeah. life that I'm a Jew? I'm telling you, I'm a Syrian and Armenian. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> the Jewish community, very proud to convince you you're a Jew. Well, you know why, though? Does she know more about houses so you, than religion? Tell me why I'm a Jew. Well, there's a lot of Jews with the last name Ben. Yes, ben David. but that means son, son of. of. Bet means yes, house of. Exactly. Bet house. So, so you had to teach her something. She tried to teach you. Uh, well, she tried to wrangle you in and rope you I, in and recruit you. I wasn't going to teach her anything because I was negotiating. When you're negotiating, <laughs> yes, you don't teach. You, you just kind of agree. Yeah. And, yeah. Yes. So congratulations. So <laughs> you are now a Jew. Mr. Ben David. I am now For a Jew. For that house, you'd convert, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yes. Listen, I'll tell you what, you throw the house in, you throw the, it's all, knock a million bucks off, I am now a Jew. I'm Thank a you. Jew, all good. Nice. All right, so we got a lot of things Talk to cover process. here today, a lot of things to cover here today. If you if you guys don't know, Adam was doing backflips yesterday. Yes or no, Electoral College came out with Joe Biden. Adam was in tears. He was, I found him yeah. next to one of the cubicles in tears crying. Crying. Thank you, God. It was the most incredible prayer yeah. I saw, very much. Guys, I don't moment. want to tell you this. I don't think Trump's going to be the president. I don't know if he's yeah. going to be able to pull this off, Tom. This, you, you say that every one of these milestones, but I'm still holding out hope. I have Tom, not given up. You are, you I'm are not giving going up. Down. It is not officially. He's got a few things up Even William sleeve. Barr jump ship. Tom's like, I'm holding on, baby. <laughs> hey, go down some <laughs> of those Kellyanne Conway left. The internet, man. Kellyanne Conway left. <laughs> Half his cabinet left. Cybersecurity left. Tom's like, no. Okay. Hold it ask me j- January 20th. You and Sam, we got some ridiculous topics. Wall Street topics. is gearing up to buy your house and lease it back to you. Really interesting story of Easy Knock, which we'll get into. I like it. Hopefully, here in a minute. Economists urge New York to hike taxes on billionaires. And one moment, Cuomo says, hey, stick around. The other moment, he says, no, we have to raise taxes. So, New York, and by the way, I don't know if you saw yesterday or not, New York Cuomo said, uh, him and de Blasio yesterday announced 
New York, be ready for a full-on yeah. shutdown. shutdown. They just announced that. Yeah. I don't it's know in if a you tough know. place. That's and they're getting a huge snowstorm tomorrow. Lucky people. Oh, my goodness. That's yeah. when you know you, the weather's great. So with Elon Musk moving to Texas, the world's three richest people officially live in states where you pay zero state taxes. Mm-hmm. Just so you know, the top three, and we'll cover those top three. Uh, Florida, uh, the new Wall Street, lots of good things going on right now with Florida. We talked about it last week. We'll, we'll get into it in a different angle today. Queens business owners haunted by Amazon's Los Emmett uh, pandemic, which they were supposed to move there, and now they're frustrated about it. Apple's coming up with a new app to compete against fitness apps like Peloton. Uh, everybody's, all the Silicon Valley companies are taking a different approach to the pandemic. We'll cover some of that with Google, Apple, Twitter, Salesforce, Microsoft. It's not Silicon Valley, but we'll cover some of those companies. Barr, William Barr to resign as attorney general, which obviously is a very good day for Adam when that happens. Russian hackers suspected of spying the U.S. on the U.S. government, including Treasury and Commerce Departments. And then we got uh, the, the farmers uh, in India. Farmers in India. Big story there, by mm-hmm. the way. Very big story there. I mean, uh, the data on that is insane. African countries borrowing billions from China. You got the first person that got the shot. You got Mark Cuban that gave uh, uh, J.J. Barea a nice contract before he left. Just a lot of topics to cover. Sanctions on Turkey, time person of the year, wildfires. Uh, I say we start off with... Don't skip uh, over uh, the Which last one did story. I skip? Which one? Well, the Gretzky. Oh, the Gretzky card. I mean, that's we got to right. talk about Aye, that. That's, Are that's you kidding a, me? It was a good week. It was a good week. So I bought two cards two, uh, 17 months ago. Yeah. Gretzky cards. I got a phone call from a guy who was a good contact of mine from Pasadena. And he says, uh, can, can you come up with a half a million dollars in the next 24 hours? Let me I just said, check my pack, back I said, pocket real I said, quick. what do you mean? He says, I got a seller that wants cash now. He doesn't want to go through the whole 90-day to six-month auction series. Mm. I said, what are we negotiating? He wanted 600000 We settled on five forty. And I bought the two cards. I sent Tikran one. Real nice guy. He gave the cards to Tikran. The money hadn't even hit his account. Really? Yeah, he That's trusted cool. Tikran. That tells you a lot about Tikran's character. So we bought the two cards for five forty last week. It sold at Heritage Auctions for two million ten thousand wow. dollars. A record. Congrats. Both of them. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. One of them sold for seven twenty. The other one sold for one two nine. The most expensive hockey card ever sold. And then yesterday, I had a bunch of calls with different guys trying to get the Mickey Mouse. Don't lose your seat. No, no, hey, let me ask you a question. <laughs> when, when that auction's going on, are you sweating it out? Are you watching it second by second? Are you really The last hour is entertaining, yeah. I got to tell you, because uh-huh. the last couple hours, the auction, you're looking at it, you're like, okay, it's at $800,000. The other card's at three you You're like, yeah, it's cool. You know, you're going to walk away with nice, you know, $1.2 million. And then all of a sudden, eight fifty, nine hundred, nine fifteen. Sick. Then 925, Dang. 950, 975, million, million. It just kept going up and going up. And the other one kept climbing. And then last minute, it stops. No one's bidding anymore. Huh. So 2 million, 10,000. Well, so you turned, record, you turned 540,000 into over 2 million bucks in less than two years. 17 months. 17 months. Yep. So, you know, a year and a half. And that's a 200% plus rate of return. 233 in 17 months. I, I tell you one thing here. Card industry yeah. is gonna is gonna blow up in the next ten years. You've been saying that. I've been saying this for a long time. Do we want to let our you know viewers in on why you think that? Well, I explained to you why it is. It's basic math. Here, here's a couple of things to be thinking about. It's a non-regulated industry hmm. with private equity firms getting into it. So Jordan's got 300 PSA 10 rookie cards, 1986 Fleer. Right? They're gonna go out there and buy a hundred of them. The private equity. So a week okay. before the last dance, Jordan's cards were selling for twenty-five to thirty thousand dollars. 
a week after Last Dance uh, documentary ends, it's selling for $160,000 to $200,000. So from $25,000 to $160,000, literally in six weeks is what the cars go to. Mm. Private equity firms come and buy 100 of them. They sit on them. Then anytime it goes on an auction, they go overbid on the card. They don't buy it for $160,000, $200,000. They buy it for four, $500,000. So it increases the market because they own 100 of them, and it's non-regulated. So it's not like somebody can come and say it's market manipulation. Sure. No one can say that. It's, there's no SEC. There's no FINRA. Nothing like that. And now they have apps where you can buy funds, meaning you can buy a percentage of a Pat Mahomes card, percentage of a huh. Jordan rookie card, kind of like a mutual fund. Yeah. So it's getting even more people involved. It's a very kinda interesting cool. industry. Plus, you can't print anymore. There's, they are what exactly. they are. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And now that they have the credibility of PSA, you know, grading cards, it's kind of like Equifax, TransUnions. It's a, it's a whole different industry. So today. question, because I know we want to move on to a lot of topics. Private equity firms, PE firms are jumping into this business. You know, big guys like you pump, pumping in a half a million, turning that around. What couldn't the average person out there that's got five thousand dollars to invest, ten thousand to invest, a thousand to invest, twenty thousand to invest? Don't do anything. What do you recommend they do? Do not do anything by yourself that you don't know about. Go with somebody that knows what they're doing, and get on the trend. Like, if 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 you if you are thinking about being a stock a broker, you're thinking about being a uh, day trader, person, stock trader. You're yeah. thinking about being an investor into businesses. Mm-hmm. How do you businesses. do it? Okay. Do you just go start giving people money that you want to invest into business? No, you go study a Warren Buffett. Mm-hmm. You go study some of the biggest investors of all time. And then you buy into a money manager, a money manager that you trust, and you go with them. Mm-hmm. Then you start kind of going into it. If you're going to be day trading, kind of like cards professionally, you got to know what you're doing. Don't go just go out there and throw money at cards. So you do believe in this asset class, big time. A hundred percent, I do. Wow. So, Pat, are you oh, saying yeah. don't spend twenty grand on a twenty nineteen Mike Trout card? Is that a bad investment? No, that would I'm be kidding, a great. If you had, a, if you had, a, if you had the right Mike no, Trout I said twenty nineteen. No, not twenty nineteen. You're right. If you're not even you go into this thing, you could get. I, I wouldn't do it if yeah. you have no clue what you're doing. Do no, not do it. This isn't one of the. But here's the thing: you buy the right cards. There's no way you're gonna lose money on cards. The only way you lose money on cards is when the player does some stupid, hmm. which like an OJ Simpson type of thing. That card is where nobody wakes up in the morning saying, I can't wait to buy an O.J. Simpson rookie card. You know, oh, my gosh. The guy was the greatest running back of all time. No, they say there's no way in the world I'm going to brag about having an O.J. Simpson yeah. rookie card, right? So, Except for our uh, friend Borat. Or that's a different story. O.J. Okay. You have to see the video to know yeah. what we're so talking about. So what should I do with okay. my Kwame Brown rookie card? Is that going to take that off? One, that one you give to an ex of yours okay, gotcha. is what you do with you, you give to an ex of yours. Okay. <laughs> All right. By the way, uh, uh, let's see here. What do we get into? What story do we get into first? We got a lot of good A lot going right? on, Pat. You tell us Yeah. Where. You know what? Let's go talk about this whole uh, Wall Street situation here. Wall Street, is, Wall Street is gearing up to buy your home, buy your house and lease it back to you. Grown group of Wall Street owners of single-family rental homes have ramped up they're fundraising in anticipation of the millions of Americans who could be forced to turn over or sell their homes amid the financial stress of the pandemic. The four-year-old firm, Easy Knock, has established itself as a name in so-called the sales leaseback transactions in which homeowners sell their company, sell the company, their property, then rent it back. Easy Knock CEO Jared Kessler told Business Insider that a financial partner recently committed to provide it with a credit line that will allow it to acquire $500 million of homes, a sum that would more than triple its current portfolio, which is nearly $200 million. What do you think about this easy knock idea? You know, the, my first impression, I didn't want to like it. I, I, didn't, I think there had to be a catch, right? Are these guys, 
you know, what's the fine print say? Once they buy your home from you, how soon can they sell it again? And then are you screwed or how long can you actually lease it? But I, you know what? If you're stuck in a bad loan or if you need to borrow some money, you need some equity, you don't have to do a home home equity loan. It, it kind of makes sense. And it seems like the market right now is ripe for it. Yeah. Where you can stay in your own home. You can rent instead. I mean, do they have to pay for repairs then? I mean, it's fascinating. I, I just don't think $500 million is a lot of money behind this company to do it at a huge level. I was expecting multiple billions behind these guys to really go after, but maybe they're not going after the really high-priced homes either. But, man, I don't know. I don't know if I'd want to be one of the first ones doing this thing just in case, but on the surface, I think it sounds like a pretty good deal. Adam? They're they're also going after single-home, single-family homes. Meaning? Uh, just one family home. It's probably like two, maybe three bedrooms. Got it. Uh, so smaller homes, <clears throat> and their previous credit line was $200 million. So let's just say five hundred million divided by two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Is that an yeah. average? Let's just say sure. two hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars. Two thousand homes at two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yeah. Okay. So you're collecting rent from two thousand people essentially. What do you think about the idea? Well, it reminds me of something that I'm pretty familiar with, which is reverse mortgages. I mean, this is something that a lot of seniors have taken advantage of. As you get older and you might not want to have to pay your mortgage, and you know, these uh, reverse mortgage companies come in and offer you to essentially to be able to live out your house yeah. and, and buy you out. Um, there has been regulation set in place where the, you know, people have taken advantage of this. Like Tom said, there, there could be, if you're one of the first people to do it, read the fine print, see what's going on. Um, you know, there could be some, you know, shadier activity going on, but this sounds like a sort of a reputable wall street type esque type firm that's bringing this together. And, you know, look, I'm a huge fan of renting. And especially if you're young out there and you're listening to this, don't tie yourself into a mortgage, especially if you don't know what your next next five moves are, to use a, use a quote from PBD. If you don't know where you're going to be living in the next 6, 12, 18, 24 months, and you somehow ended up in a mortgage here, this might be a great opportunity here. I mean, what are the three things that everyone who has a house has to pay for that if you're renting, you don't have to pay? What I call the big three expenses, your freaking property tax, your insurance, and your maintenance. And that's stuff that you have to cover if you own your house, if you're just now renting your house and the house you want to be in nonetheless, and you don't have to pay property tax, maintenance, deal with the nonsense with that. Like I can't even screw in a freaking light bulb. Now I don't have to deal with maintenance and I don't have to pay for my freaking home insurance, to, you know, living in California with wildfires and, and in Florida with floods and mud mudslides and tornadoes. You don't have to have that worry and you could still live in your house. And and obviously they said you're in financial distress. This could be a win-win. So read the fine print, but for the right person, would, this I might would make be, sense. I would be curious of the math because a lot of times when things like this happen, you, you have to know re reverse mortgage gets a lot of heat. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of people that get in trouble with reverse mortgage. I don't know how much you're looking to reverse mortgage. The formula, I think 63 years old, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly what I wrote down was what you started talking mm -hmm. about, reverse mortgage. And a lot of seniors were taken advantage of. A lot of seniors were taken advantage of. In the early mortgage. days. But yeah, because Tom Selleck is selling it on those. In the early days. came out they with regulation. regulation. Now it's exactly. more, it's so fine line the yes. way you do the math. It's not, it's not easy to do yeah. today. But I also look at it with another thing that you do on a daily basis. Life settlement. It's yeah, a very I was going to go there as well. Yeah, yeah, life settlement is you buy an insurance policy. So yeah. if I'm a 78-year-old today, mm -hmm and I'm sitting on a $5 million insurance policy that I cannot pay the premiums, a person like Adam comes and decides to buy the policy from me, mm -hmm. and you go to your investors, and they come out and they'll say, we pay, we'll pay what for the $5 million? 
20 percent. Yeah. If it's 20%, I'm 78 years old. You mm-hmm. pay me a million dollars up front. That's a hell of a deal. They take the $5 uh-huh. million dollars with the life expectancy seen. If this person is going to live up to seven, uh, 85 years old, I take that additional $4 million divided by seven years. Then I'm making a nice little return over a, a seven-year right. period. 15%, let's say. The client is happy because the client's sitting there saying, I'm getting to live with my million dollars mm-hmm. rather than that $5 million is going to Somebody that's no longer here. I'm no longer married. I no longer have my wife. My wife died. My husband died. What am I going to do with additional insurance policy? So that makes sense in those situations, life settlement. Of course. But uh, in this case, if the math favors them, uh, listen, this (laughs) this is, you understand what I'm saying? So meaning, if the way you get my house is, okay, listen, I'd like to give you my quarter million dollar house and I'd like to rent it from you. No problem. What is your approach? Well, we go get comps. What did it sell for? Comps, 268. Okay, great. We'll give you two forty for it. Is that what they do? Do they go twenty eight thousand before market, or do they give you the two sixty eight? That's the sure. part where I'm curious about mm-hmm. on how they make this work. But the reality of it is, I'm surprised they're one of the first to do it. I'm surprised this is a great idea to do something like this. It's a great business model. Yeah, I agree. Because you're in a distress, right? You're in a yeah. situation where you kind of have to make a decision. Take it, don't take it. You don't have to take it, but we're here for you. You mm-hmm. want to do something yeah. with this, right? It's an option that never existed. That's the one thing I say about life settlements. Is that it's an option. If you want to keep your house and pay your mortgage, keep your house, pay your mortgage. You don't need to talk to me about this kind of thing. Yeah. You know, one thing that I learned when I entered the life insurance industry and life settlement business was it truly was the Wild West in the early to um, early 2000s, 2004, 2005, 2006. It was not regulated. It was Wild West. Commissions were out of control. People didn't understand what they were signing up for. They're definitely. So, you know, my firm was one of the first firms that was like, hold on, hold on, hold on. This is. Like out of control, we got Finra, Finra came in. We had a broker dealer come in, did it the right way. Next thing you know, 2008 happened. Regulation set in, and it's been nothing but good things for the industry. Life Since, settlement, yes. And life settlement had yes. a, a black eye, a very black eye, yeah. even worse than reverse mortgages. But my point is, yeah. it starts with a good idea. There's going to be people that are going to abuse, abuse. Yeah. Regulation sets in, and you know, good things will happen. The problem is when there's over regulation, like. You know, being in the life insurance business with the DOL and the D, you know, everything that was happening in 2016, that could have crushed suitability versus fiduciary that, you know, all that. Now stuff. you're really talking dirty to the audience. Oh, like yeah, they're man. loving these words you're I'm throwing I'm going to talk to you all about being a fiduciary bag, yeah. all that good stuff. Yeah, exactly. But anyway, the point is. I met with one of these guys that was doing life settlement, one of the bigger guys, and he had a uh, mammoth in his headquarters. No joke. He had a r- real oh, life-size mammoth. Down in Waco? Yeah, down in Waco. Yeah, life partners? Snake life partners. Yeah, yeah, one over there. And I think they a were. Mammoth? Pa- yeah. A woolly mammoth. A like, dead one? A dead one. No, right. a live one, bro. Right. Hey, man, a real I'm life a hunter. Imagine a live one. A hunter? Walking the around the office. That would have been hold a hey. hold Was the woolly mammoth alive or dead? So, time out. I need so, to know. So are you talking about one of those prehistoric Full, things? Yes. yes. Oh, God. Full disclosure. Guys like that are annoying. <laughs> Full disclosure. Leave it, it to wasn't the Smithsonian alive. to have it those things. It wasn't alive. It wasn't alive. Full well, disclosure. We don't shocker alert. To. The woolly mammoth was Next, dead you know, for Peter's going years. to Waco to check on this mammoth. <laughs> it, this, this mammoth was not alive. For but sport. what happened when you saw this woolly just, mammoth? Very, a, you got scared first. I'd be, I'd be like, know. dude, what is this a metaphor for? Why do you have a mammoth in your office? I mean, does that mean your mammoth? I, I mean, tell you, they were killing it at one point. Yeah, yes or but no? But then they, they ended up in jail. I know. They, they, it wasn't a so good situation. So the point is when you, like, there's. You probably stole Maybe don't trust an office with a mammoth. Maybe yeah. it's a, you know, you, next time you see a mammoth in an a office. Rule. That's a rule. Yeah. I think we need to make Tom's that a guy. I'm still wondering if it's alive. <laughs> Dad, he doesn't know what's going I'm on. I'm telling you, it wasn't alive. It wasn't alive. It wasn't alive. Okay. All right. Next. Let's talk about New York. Yeah. Let's talk about New York. You know, there's a million people, over a million people right now in New York 
remaining unemployed. That's a big number, by the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, billions of dollars in budget cuts to essential services and institutions are beginning. Thousands remain eligible for state or federal unemployment assistance. In this moment of fiscal emergency, it would be a moral and economic failure for New York's legislature and executive to leave this money on the table. They're talking about the billions of dollars. Economists urge New York to hike tax on billionaires, tax on billionaires. Progressive policies advocates are ramping up pressure for wealth tax in New York as the state's budget hole grows in neighboring New Jersey already has chosen to increase tax on millionaires. 50 economists from across the nation sent a letter to Cuomo uh, and the state's legislators, le- legislative leaders this week in support of a proposal on two tax hikes on New York's billionaires. The letter arrived as the legislator gears up for a full session uh, schedule that will largely revolve around resolving the state's more than $8 billion budget cap, which is expected to worsen in following years. Look, I mean, there's a bunch of people yeah. here involved that are saying we got to do something about it. The economists say the analysis also included in the envelope to state leaders predicts an immediate revenue bump to a tune of $23.3 billion and then an additional $1.2 billion in subsequent years while the pandemic uh, continues to clobber economic. It's a scary time to be over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, in New York. New York's billionaires increased their net worth during this period from March 18 to October 13 by 13.2%. Uh, yeah, it's unbelievable. You know, I used to be 100% against taxing the rich, the mega rich. They yeah. earn the money. It's their money. Why the hell should the government come in there and take a higher proportion of it? Screw that, right? Yeah. I got to tell you, I'm flipping. And I'll tell you why. It's because of the Zuckerbergs of the world and some of these other jokers, these billionaires that got Biden elected. Okay, this is what you wished for. Now you deal with it. I mean, you did not know that this was coming down the pike. And the other thing is, how can you trust the government to even do something? Uh, $23 billion extra for New York, they're going to screw that up somehow. You know, they just think low-hanging fruit. It's not like there's some visionaries that's going to fix infrastructure or do anything like that. So I say go get in California and New York, tax all those guys. The Google founders, Eric Schmidt, Dorsey, all these Biden fans, tax them. Do it. I mean, since they were so in favor of Biden and extra taxes, and they're the ones electing him, deal with the consequences. And I'll say another thing, too. Did you look at this panel of people that are recommending it? Bernie Sanders, Elizabeth Warren. These are socialists slash communists. I mean, calling the shots. Of course, they're going to want to take all the money from the rich. This is a scary thing. And here's the other thing, too. If these billionaires still live in a state where you're getting hammered locally by your state taxes— Man, that's another thing. I mean, a lot of these smart guys have already bailed. Tom, I'm confused by your answer. So you're the Republican who wants higher taxes on the wealthy. You're agreeing with Bernie and Ocasio-Cortez. But obviously, you think they're socialists and communists. I I did not think you were going to go this direction. I thought you would have been really, really upset that they were going to tax the wealthy. You're, you're, You're confused these days. Trump's in. He's out. I respect I respect I, the saying, fact that you're not just going down. You're towing the company line. It's interesting. I, I respect it, though. Um, look, this is something that Cuomo has been talking about for a while. New Yorkers have been leaving uh, New York in droves. Californians have been leaving California in droves. We've seen Silicon Valley people moving. Um, this is scary. I mean, if you're already living in New York and you're a billionaire, you're already paying ridiculous taxes, whether it's income taxes, capital gain tax state income tax, whether your your firm might be in New Jersey. I saw one person who lives in New York, but their their firm is in New Jersey, so they're paying New Jersey tax and New York tax. Something that you asked the other day is at what point do you leave? And this is something that Cuomo needs to be very aware of. I mean, he offered 
sort of jokingly like, don't leave, please, I'll cook you dinner. Remember that whole thing? Uh, something that I do agree with Tom that he did mention, something that, that we've, we've talked about, the K-shaped economy, where the rich get richer and the average working person, you know, is struggling. And that's exactly what's going on here um, in New York, is that the rich have gotten why, richer. Though? Why? Stock market, clearly. Why Why what? Why have the rich gone rich and the poor haven't gone? Why, why are the poor getting poor, rich getting richer? For the most part, it's the stock market. I mean, obviously, if you're, it depends on what you're defining as rich. You know, if you're the working class person that literally has to show up to work, meaning you're a bartender, you're a... Yeah waitress you you know you you work for the airlines you work for in the hospitality industry you're a hotel front desk person and you have to show up to work and your work is getting shut down i mean you've highlighted many restaurant owners who have business have suffered this is out of your control these businesses i mean you you see what's going on in california those people have suffered tremendously if you could work remotely from anywhere and we can i'm sure we're going to talk about what still so Silicon what are you saying Valley are you saying raise taxes what is your point you, i'm not you, saying that you should raise taxes i'm saying at, at what point when taxes do get raised do these billionaires say fuck it i'm out i'm moving to so south what's florida your, what's, what do you do you you give them counsel new york's listening right now do you agree with sanders and aoc saying raise taxes on the wealthy i think in new york or what do you do i think at some point something's gonna have to give are you gonna listen okay. to the, i mean this is let's why hey, this is why tom is math. even like i don't know do i agree do i, I not i'm agree? saying billionaires i'm not saying millionaires should have their taxes raised but these clowns yes why why billionaires not millionaires you know what because these people annoy me number one why because of how um hypocritical they seem how how a lot of these people own social media companies, have started social media companies. But have these started, are New York. These are this New Yorkers. These are Wall Street people. New York. These are yeah, not I know. social it's media hard, companies. It's, it's really hard for so me to separate. So let's stay on New York. Well, let's are, stay on New yeah, York. Yeah, but yeah. we can the, go to... Okay. But why these are tax, Wall Street why, type people. Why tax billionaires the, like as much as you can, but leave millionaires alone? Why Why tax billionaires but not millionaires? Because I don't think the billionaires would feel it as much as the millionaires. But believe me, I am not in favor of more taxes at all. How do you know that? How do you know that? I how, do, how do we know yeah. that? How do we know that tax and billionaires, they're not going to fill out as much as millionaires are? How? How do we know I'll, that? I'll, I'll just answer that yeah. uh, by what Mark Cuban said one time. He says there's no uh, – describe the difference between being, you know, a, a – you know, a, meg, a millionaire that has $200 million of yeah. net worth as opposed to a billion. He says there's no no comparison. I mean, you don't notice anything when you're a billionaire. So that's my baseline judgment on the fact that if they tax them for a few hundred million more, they'll figure something out or they won't even miss it. Yeah, but how do you so, – so do you tax the guy that averages 45 minutes a game because he's the best player in the league and you tax him 10 minutes because he can afford it and give him to a le- lesser player? Is that what you no, do? No, so, no, no. So, so, but let me explain to you where I'm going with yeah, this. So, somewhere. you guys, so you, so the, who's the best player in the league? Give me the best LeBron, player. LeBron, clearly. Okay. So, how many min- minutes does he average? 40 minutes 45 a game? 45 minutes a game. Let's just no, say he averages, 45. it's not 45, 40, it's 40 right. at this age. They're yeah. trying to get him at 39 yeah. to 40, 40 minutes. Okay. I think it's too much. Tax the billionaire. It's LeBron. You got to bring him down to 30 minutes. It's not fair for him to get 39 minutes. Give the other 10 minutes to a bench woman Kyle to go play. <clears throat> but, but the point I'm trying to make is, Here's a guy, LeBron, is getting underpaid. I'm not a LeBron fan. You guys know I'm not a LeBron fan. Mm-hmm. He's getting underpaid. He's getting an $85 million contract for two years. Two That's $42 years. million. Dollars. Right. Guy's a $100 million a year player. If Ronaldo's getting a $100 million a year contract, this guy's got to be getting a $100 million a year contract. He's getting it off the court, but go, uh, go ahead. It's not the point. They're also yeah, yeah. getting it off the court. Sure, okay, true. he should be getting $100 million. Why tax the billionaire? Here's a guy that spends a million and a half on his body every year. Now, is he, has he always been doing that? No. At 18 years old, he couldn't afford to spend a million and a half on his body. But at 34 years old, when most of these 
NBA players at 34 that are kicking back. They've already made their $200 million. They're starting to want to leave the league, and they put on weight. Their belly comes out. All You're looking at LeBron. Look at the way he does. LeBron, to me, is the same thing as a billionaire is in New York, okay? If a billionaire, non, non uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, generational wealth yeah. transfer billion. I'm talking about the Legacy. self-made, self-made yeah. the 64%, not the not – the, 64% of billionaires are self-made. Just so everybody knows this. 83% of millionaires are self-made. 64% of billionaires are self-made, which is what? 36% of them are not self-made. They got wealth. them. Yeah, set those aside. Say those numbers again, please. 64% of yes. billionaires, roughly, is self-made. So two out of three billionaires are self-made. Self-made. One-third family like a Walton, yeah. like one of those guys gotcha. that got the money from the family. eight out of ten? 83%, according wow. to a Fidelity article, yeah. 83% of millionaires are self-made. Sick. Okay, there's hope out there for all uh, of is, us. Did you get your money from your mom and dad? No, no. Yeah, you made your money based on who? Yourself. Life settlement. You're a self. You're yeah. a you're a self-made guy, right? So this is the challenge. This is the part that we have to be very, very uh, careful with, because we typically, indirectly, we will comfortably pass not punishment, but pass the pain to somebody that is not us. Okay. Full disclosure: I'm not a billionaire, so. I'm not here sitting protecting billionaires. So it's mm-hmm. not like I'm sitting here saying, hey, why are you defending billionaires so much? I think it's more like here, here's a question for me for me to talk to some of these politicians about. Hey, you know, poor these people that are going through tough times and they're having such difficulties. Okay, no problem. Let's talk about them. What's your long-term goal for these guys? Mm-hmm. Give me your long-term goal for these guys. Say I'm poor. Say I'm not making a lot of money. Say I'm one of the guys that's unemployed right now. Say I'm one of the guys that's struggling right now. Say I'm one of the guys that you want to send to $600 a month. What is your long-term goal and aspiration for me? You understand the question I'm asking? I like that question. Short-term, you you can give them a stimulus check. What is your long-term aspiration for me? Meaning, if I, yesterday, two days ago, Tico, I said something to my son. Bothered me on Sunday. We're at lunch. I said something to him. Really bothered me. Yesterday, I told Zina, I said, I got to get out of here. I went to school. I had to have the kid come out of class. For me to go sit with them, and I said, I need you to look at me. He's holding my hands. He's thinking he's in trouble. I said, I just want you to know you're not in trouble. I said, Daddy said something yesterday stupid to you, and I'm just here to tell you I was wrong. Hmm. Don't listen to what Daddy said yesterday. That is wrong. Whatever I said to him, it's a conversation. It's nothing you would. It's nothing that you would. Jennifer sitting there, kids are sitting there. It's nothing that was crazy. Okay. But I don't want him to think that he has to change as a human being to win in life. Right. So I have to breathe life into my kid. I have to say, I believe you one day can be dot, 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 and manage expectation for life, right? Mm-hmm. You're working with me. When you came over here, I had to say what? Adam, I believe one day you can be dot, dot, dot. I cast the vision. Kai, one day I think you can run one of our companies and value to me. You say let's put $5, $10 million into a company. This One day I believe, right? Okay. Okay, politicians. To the poor people that are struggling asking money from you, you want to send them uh, uh, all these uh, stimulus money, what do you envision me being one day? What is your goal with me? Mm-hmm. Tell me. What is your goal with me? It's a question. Is the goal for me to stay in this situation? Is the goal for me to constantly rely on the government? Would you be happy if I become a millionaire one day? Would it bother you if I become a millionaire? Would it bother you if I become a billionaire? Would you be bothered if I become the next Zuckerberg from a poor guy becoming a billionaire creating... 100,000 jobs. Would it bother you if I'm, you know, uh, Amazon, Jeff Bezos, and I create a million jobs? Would that bother you? Would you be offended by that, my politicians? Meaning, 
Do you want me to get out of being poor? Yes, yes, of course. Yes. I don't know if the answer is well, yes. So you're saying you asked that to politicians? I don't think about How do they respond oh, to that? God, no, I'm, I'm asking okay, no. them yeah. what yeah. is your outcome. How do they so respond to it? It's not, I'm asking. A the, Republican yeah. politician would say yes. Period. Yeah. I, I, so so then yeah, so okay. Let's just say a Republican politician says yes. So let's just say it is yes. Okay. Do you have a problem with me being a billionaire one day? Do you have a problem with me to have a rags to riches story go from zero to being a billionaire one day? Does that bother you? Am I a bad person now? I was poor. I had nothing. You loved me because I voted for you. I busted my ass. I got out of being poor. You no longer have to send me a check. I take care of my family. I take care of everybody. You don't wake up in the morning saying, we have to bail out the David family. That's not something you think about anymore. I'm a billionaire now. Let's just say, if I become a billionaire, did I do something bad? Am I a bad person now? Am I like an evil billionaire rich guy that wants to abuse people? Is that what happened? Are you sitting there saying, thank God, freaking one guy at least got 20,000 people working for him that we don't have to worry about paying those people, you know, unemployment. Who's the hero? And who are we selling as a hero? So here... These guys are sitting on saying, well, let me tell you, New York is having a lot of problems because of stupid policies based on the politicians deciding to shut down all the restaurants. And these restaurants, statistically, we can't show that people are getting COVID from these restaurants. They could have worn masks. We could have set up a better situation on seating. But yeah, oh, now that we're struggling because we shut down and threw so many restaurants out of business, let's tax the rich. Where the hell do you come up with this kind of a solution? You made the decision to shut down restaurants. Now you want to tax the rich? How the hell you come yeah. up with these policies? Trump, sorry, if you are in a bad financial situation right now, New York, it's because your policies suck. So maybe you have to take inventory of your policies. Don't every time when you screw up saying, let me go tax the billionaires. Because yeah. you know what the billionaire is going to say? Here's the one thing you will never miss. I've always said this. Never in our business we have builders, people that want to go out there and build a business, okay? You never, ever ever do anything to hurt your builders. In, in the philosophy of uh, the, the book, uh, Barbarians to Bureaucrats, the guy talks about there's a prophet, he comes up with an idea. Then there's barbarians who are willing to go to war. Let's go, let's go do this. I'm, I believe in this, let's go. Then there's builders that are willing to build something. Let me build structure. Then there's explorers. We should go explore over here to see if we can build this business into Australia. We should go explore this market. Then comes the administrators. Oh, we should create some rules and regulations, which you need sometimes. Mm -hmm. Then shows up the bureaucrats and the aristocrats. You know who the bureaucrats and aristocrats are? Politicians. These are the guys that are sitting afterwards saying, well, now that we're running a big company with all this money here, I think what we need to do is spend that money. Da, 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 da. Who the hell are you? You ruin every company. You ruin every yeah. city. You ruin every state. You ruin every country. These bureaucrats and aristocrats, who knows what the hell they're talking about. Yeah. Why don't you go create some jobs for people instead of going and taxing billionaires? Okay, now listen, you make a very compelling argument for the billionaires. And here's my question. Why can't they say something for themselves? Here's my problem. Emotion creeps into this, okay, when you see something like this. Yeah. What's, what's our reference point? It's Michael Bloomberg, okay, who pumped $500 million into the state of Florida to beat Trump. Why aren't they saying something publicly that we want to protect our money? We don't want to elect these people that are going to tax us even more. I would like to hear it from them. And I don't. Same thing in California. You can't lump the two in together. But I wish there were a few more outspoken they can't. billionaires. But okay, they can't. They can't. Okay. You know why but they can't? Why can't? But because it's going to hurt their business. Forget, forget about a Bloomberg. Forget about Bloomberg. Because Bloomberg is sitting in what situation? Bloomberg is worth $70 billion at this point. Okay. Bloomberg, you know what's $500 million to Bloomberg? It's the same as you having $70,000 
and giving five thousand dollars to somebody. Okay, it's not not even seventy thousand dollars. Seventy thousand. No, no, no. Seventy thousand dollars, and you're giving five hundred dollars to somebody. Yeah, that's what he did. Yeah, five hundred. five hundred bucks, bro. It's okay. Hey, man, I'm running something. I got. I'm doing a run, charity run. Can you give me some money? You got seventy in the bank. Here, cousin. Here's five hundred bucks. What the hell is five hundred million to a guy worth seventy billion? Mm-hmm. Nothing. I'm not talking about that guy. I'm talking about guys that are still building. I'm talking about guys that are still building. So a lot of times, these these guys that are running a company, they can't say nothing, because anything you say will be held against yeah, you. Of course. Yeah. Because most of the people that are working for you are not going to be the ones that are agreeing with this policy. Most of their employees are saying, "Tax the billionaire, tax the billionaire." What they don't realize is, hey, you keep saying tax the billionaire. The billionaire is going to have to cut some of his employees, let go of 20% of his employees. Mm -hmm. Guess who pays the price? You do. Because the same person, Queens business owners haunted by Amazon loss amid pandemic almost two years after the Amazon pulled out from a proposal to build a massive headquarters along Queens waterfront. The site is vacant. Vacant. The same place. Where Amazon was supposed to build. And to many locals, the squandered economic opportunities even more painful amid the coronavirus pandemic. The site just sits there empty. It's terrible, said Donna uh, Drimmer, owner of Matted LLC Art Gallery and Gift Store. We're in the middle of a pandemic. People say if we only had Amazon, we got nothing. The world's largest e uh, retailer abruptly canceled its 25,000 job producing campus in February 2019 after being attacked ferociously by AOC and State Senator Mike Gennaris. So you keep pushing me out. I was going to bring 25,000 yeah. jobs. Minimum. Minimum. At $150,000 of your salary, you push me out. Oh, now you want me back? Yeah. So figure out who you guys want to bash at this point. Well, here's my question for you. Um, and you made, obviously, a very compelling argument here. Um, you know, they, they've said if you're going to become a billionaire, you have had to uh, make thousands of thousands of thousands of jobs pop up out of nowhere, right? You've created these jobs. You're the job creator, right? Obviously, look at um, Jeff Bezos. Like, he could have brought in how much money, how many jobs, how much salary into New York, and now that's evaporated. That's gone. So it's so easy for someone that's making 30 grand a year, 40 grand a year, unemployed, to be like, tax the billionaires. It's so easy for the Bernies of the world, for the AOCs of the world, to just scream, tax the billionaires because who's going to be like who's going to be as impassioned as PBD and say no these are the job creators these are the reason that you have things here's the solution here's the reason that if you do that here are the ramifications it's just so easy to scream tax the billionaires so here's my question to you if you're New York if you're the bureaucrats in New York and you're like look bro this is a stupid idea this is dumb we can't do this they're going to leave Cuomo is going to have to cook them dinner what have you what have you on the flip side, what's your solution to that? What's your solution if they if there if there's a I want to find a way six to get billion dollar shortfall of being poor. My goal is I sat down with one of our guys this week, last week. He's one of my employees. He sits with me to tell me his vision of what dream he has for what business he wants to build. You know what I did for thirty minutes with the guy? We sat and came out with a plan for his dream to become a reality. He left fired up, confused. Why is this guy wanting my dream? I said, Why not? We're sitting there processing it together with them, right? We're sitting there talking to them. I have one goal. I want you to stop being poor Mm -hmm. and have your own money so you can have a backbone because the more savings you have, the more confidence you have, the more confidence you have, the better decisions you'll make. That's if you have strong character. If you got a bad character on the inside, 
You more money you get, you're problematic to the economy. Okay, if you got a strong weak character here. That's why you first develop the character, then you help that person succeed in life, right? So what do you do in a situation like this? Number one question, how do we minimize people being poor? So how do you do it? For example, if you make hundred thousand dollar your income, I make fifty K. To me, what are you? Double your salary. You're doing no, no. Great. How do yeah. I view you? You ever remember when you were making? Man, think about when you were making thirty grand a year. How did mm-hmm. you look at somebody that was making seventy grand a year? That bastard. No, but how'd you look at him? You kind of like, dude, I'd love to make seventy one day, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Imagine you're making seventy. How did you look at the guy making one fifty? Like, oh, you brother, let me Six tell. Figures. Yeah, yeah, it's cool, man. I yeah. want to get to you. Make so. At what point does that conversation not stop? Never. Never. Right. Never. So that never. But it's always well. He can afford it. Well, he can afford it. While he can afford it, while he can afford it, while he can, what do you mean he can afford it? How how, how can he afford it? You can't afford it. I want to increase your number. So for me, if New York focuses on what do we need to do to get the bottom and the middle off to a good start where they can make money, get them back working, get them back generating, get them back rebuilding their confidence, then things are going to come back up. You don't sit there and say, the solution to this, because taxing the billionaires is another yeah. short, you know, quick fix. It's not going to be a long-term fix. Are you basically saying that you want a bottom-up approach, not a top-down approach? Is that essentially what it comes down to? It's so easy to say, trickle down, take the money, and just sprinkle it down. But you're it's, saying, look, let's listen, grow these people. Pr- let's grow their mindset. So let's yesterday, grow their I get a text last night from up. one of my guys. I get a text last night from one of my guys. I'm not going to say who it is, but I'll just read you what he says to me. So this is a guy that's a very capable guy. And for many, many years, I've been trying to see if this guy's going to get emotional or not to want to do something big. He's not. Emotionally good or emotionally Emotional bad? in a way where, listen, everybody needs some kind of an enemy to want to do something okay. big. Don't get too right. emotional. No, no. We talk about not emotional time. the way you do. I'm not talking about like crying <laughs> by the cubicles because Biden won. I'm not talking about <laughs> that. By the way, did anybody Pat, end Pat, up getting a tissue or no? We- <laughs> so he sends me a message. I, and I love it says, how I won the bet. I won, the, but I'm... But, I'm the one. but wait a minute. When people win, they cry sometimes. It was a like good a, kind of tears. It was a good kind just, of tears. It was very it impressive. It was tears. very impressive. You can't believe it. So I'm talking to this guy. This <laughs> guy says, these lunches I'm trying head. to find an enemy. I said, the right enemy for you will make you X, Y, Z money per year. He says, one of my guys came up. We're brainstorming on who should be our enemy. I said, what's that? He sends me a message. I said, you need a true enemy. One that creates real emotion. Okay? Mm-hmm. You, when you generally have it, like, you know, the whole thing we were talking about earlier this morning with Logan Paul and... Mayweather and then Jake Paul and all that stuff. And Jake Paul's calling out Connor. And the only person Jake Paul follows on Instagram is Connor's fiance, which is very weird. Dirty move. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. To, to, yeah, it's a her- hilarious. Yeah, so, so now you, but, but that's Perfect. a fake Hollywood yeah. enemy. Yeah. You give a good, like Mallorca de la Hoya, it's a real enemy. Like how Jordan would create the enemy. It's in a his real, mind. if you got a real yeah. enemy, good things will happen. So he finally says to me, Pat, I'm really getting sold out on my best version. My enemy has become a negative media that perpetuates hate and lies. To build uh, to people to build division, lack of understanding when it comes down to economic principles and laws, morality, abortion. Uh, I want to find ways to make change in homelessness at an all-time high, being worse and worse. He's going through it. So I ask him a question: What kind of emotion do, does it produce? He said, "Fire, purpose, le- uh, level of anger, frustration, desire to protect, lead, and teach God." I spoke to the other leaders, and I couldn't stop. Pat, I couldn't stop. He texts me. I got emotional about it. I can't help. This is not an emotional guy, right? Okay. I want to get low-income and middle-income families to get emotional about their dreams and their purpose. It's such a basic, fundamental thing that we're talking about Mm -hmm. here. But if I get the bottom and the middle excited about their dreams becoming a reality, 
you'll be able to get rid of a lot of these issues that we're dealing with. If you get middle and low-income families excited about their dreams become a reality. Look, I've said this for the last, first time I started talking about this in this method was March of 2008. One time I got on stage, I was speaking in front of 7,000 people in Las Vegas, and I was given this message. I'm 28, 29 years old, and I'm talking exactly about this language. There's a difference between a politician speaking a nightmare language versus a dream language. A dream language to me is mesmerizing. A dream language energizes people. A dream language gets me to want to improve. A dream language gets me to want to get up and read a book. A dream language gets me to want to figure out a way to get better like and compete. Like what Reagan used to talk yes, about. Yes, I'm talking we need. And by the way, even Obama talked dreams when he was giving his first speech. Reagan talked dreams. It's dreams. We need people yes. dreaming again. Yeah. And we're not doing that. You don't just say, hey, yeah. here's what we got to do. No, let's dream again. Yeah. Okay, a couple things. Um, you know, Cuomo's philosophy is tax everyone. He's even saying taxes have to go higher it's in the middle screw himself he, up. he totally is but i think we give these politicians too much credit right now i don't th- especially in new york i don't think any of them are thinking big picture like you're saying i think that's why i'm so ticked off and, and annoyed because they're trying to get to a one class system in this country the way it seems and that's not about creating your dreams and and making something of yourself it's to be more dependent on the government and my problem with billionaires is the perception of so many of them who went so far over the top to try to get a Biden who I lump into it with the rest of these New York politicians that just want to tax everybody you know make it you know make you more reliant on the government so some of these billionaires I know they can't really say anything because they have big businesses but the ones that talk the most give you a bad perception it's bad marketing about the billionaire brand it's hard to root for them because when they are so adamant about trying to get biden in and destroy a fellow billionaire donald trump it doesn't make sense it doesn't create a lot of sympathy for them and it's hard to understand them i see what you're going i see what you're saying i you know again this is new york we're talking about let's let's focus on this a lot of the billionaires you're talking about are the Zuckerbergs of the world and the uh, Tim Cooks of the world and the Silicon, Silicon Valley. Valley. That that that's not these billionaires. A lot of these hedge fund billionaire types. <laughs> I assume a lot uh, did vote for Trump, especially uh, regarding corporate taxes. So let's not just like billionaires. They're all Democrats. I I doubt that. Maybe the Silicon Valley ass type people. Um, so, but I never uh, said that. I, I said what they're saying doesn't jive with what their end game should be for being that wealthy. Well, by, by the way, just so you know, Facebook is in a very dire situation right now with Biden's camp wanting them to separate the entire company up with WhatsApp and Instagram, all of them. Break it so, up. So uh-huh. break it up. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, 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 your policies got you, the candidate that you got. Now they have mm-hmm. to break you up. And now guess what happens next? Pay this the is, piper. Yeah. What happens now is, hey, we can break you up if you don't listen to us. So you better dot dot dot. So now this is where the negotiation happens. Well, it's not happens just Biden's with. camp that's looking to break up Facebook. I mean, I don't forty-six think, state uh, attorney generals. I, I don't have, think. I, no, I, what I'm saying. To do this. No, no, what I'm saying to you. Yeah, but didn't happen. Well, no, it's it, actively it, going on as we it's, speak. It's yeah, but it's been actively going on for a long time now with what these right, guys but, are doing. Now they're going to be able to break these guys up, but will they break them up? I will be very surprised if those guys are broken up. Very surprised if those mm-hmm. guys are broken up. Very. If they're broken up, more power to you if they are. Well, something that I know that you're not a fan of are monopolies. I'm not a fan of monopolies. Well, here, here's okay, the other thing to consider, too. So the, it's how much does China want them to be broken up because they're going to have a say in it as well. Yeah. So, look, 
you're, you're, we're talking about this. Now we're talking about uh, Florida Wall Street. Businesses and fabulously wealthy money managers leave in New York to go to a warmer climate, a smaller tax bill, hardly a new phenomenon. It's the first time uh, industry heavyweights have questioned New York's future as the home of the big finance, okay? I suspect Florida will soon rival New York as a financial hub. Financial hub. Leon Cooperman, the hedge fund manager who founded New York-based Omega Advisors, told Business Insider in an email, tax and spend has been the Northeast policy. It has to change or New York, Jersey, Connecticut will become ghost towns. Okay, ghost towns. This is a guy that's from the industry talking about there's going to be a ghost town up there. And then some other data. Blackstone, the world's largest private equity firm headquartered on Park Avenue in Manhattan, is opening up an office in Miami with plans to bring 215 technology Focused jobs. Their firm's so-called back office employs handling technology systems from Miami. Then companies aren't just looking. They are signing leases and preparing to physically move employees in before the end of the year to shave dollars off their tax bill. Last year, Florida dropped its corporate tax rate from 5.5% to 4.458. Beautiful thing to hear in New York. That rate is 6.5% and in Connecticut where many hedge funds are based at 7.5%. Despite Florida's low rate, a 2019 investigation by the Orlando Centennial found that 99% of all businesses in the state pay no corporate income tax at all. Say that last part again. 99% of all businesses in the state pay no corporate tax income tax at all. Hmm. How do they get away with that? 99%. Let no me tell you, tax. if they do, if they do, yeah. good for Florida. Good for Florida. You know who benefits from that? All the employees. Mm-hmm. Those who only want jobs. Okay. If I was an employee, I wouldn't be complaining about that too yeah. much. Because it, those that money is gonna get to jobs. Mm -hmm. Jobs creates what? An income for people. When people make income, who do they not rely on? The government. The government yeah. Who wins? The state of Florida wins. I 100% agree that those places could be pseudo ghost towns. Because right now, if you do a cost or a risk benefit analysis, you know, what's, what's the benefit of staying? You can't even eat in a restaurant. Okay. And it's not like that's going to change anytime soon. If you have the wherewithal to say, screw it, I'm moving either as an individual or as a company, and there's a better situation there, they're going to flock. I mean, this is real. Yeah. I mean, they are going to blow out of there, out of the Northeast. Look, the 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 shutdowns, they're not going to stop. They're just going to find another reason to not allow us to eat in restaurants or something. I am 100% convinced of this, okay? But some states have a different philosophy, and it's across the board. Watch a football game. The NFL should be so grateful that the Super Bowl is in Florida this year because, look, they're already having about 20,000 fans per game for college games for the Tampa Bay Bucks, for the Miami Dolphins. They're going to be able to probably put forty or 50,000 people in for the Super Bowl as opposed to if it was in a different state that was shut down. They'd have no fans whatsoever. So, I mean, it is two completely different. We are at a tipping point time in this country. Smart people are making decisions. What makes sense for the long term? And getting the hell out of the Northeast for a lot of people makes sense. So, uh, clearly, th this is a conversation that's been going on for a long time in Florida. Again, I live in Miami. This the New Yorker, the the New Yorkers flooding Miami is nothing new. Obviously, since COVID, um, people have said, "All right, I can work remotely now." Like, what the hell am I doing at this point? So, my question to you is because whatever's going on in New York is also going on in California. It's like yin yang, same thing. So, at what point do you say, "All right, I'm moving from LA"? You love LA. You live there. You rail against the policies. You rail against living there. You rail against the taxes. But my question is, at what point do you actually, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, 
at what point do you put your money where your mouth is well, and move? It's when you have an opportunity, when you have a reason to move. You're Who not you going to do it just to? for the sake of doing it. Tom. Oh, but, but just so you know, Tom and his family would be ready to move anywhere if there's an opportunity that comes up. I, I, I'm, I'm more I'm more personifying what someone would think. I'm not necessarily You're not specifically say, speaking about I'm Tom. I'm not saying Tom yeah. per se, but yeah. I'm saying give me a glimpse as you live in California. You love it there. I've seen where you live, Manhattan Beach. Yeah. You want to be there, but there's like you're like but, but you have you're to thinking realize. about leaving. At what point do you leave, though? But are you asking? Yeah, I'm asking. It, it, it's, it's for yourself, but it's also period. put yourself in. I'm not going to move for the sake of moving shoes. because okay. it'd be too hard of a sell. It'd be impossible. I have kids, you know, teenager. So that and my other, my older daughter lives yeah. there. Um, so it would have to make sense, and then you go, done. By no, so you, no brainer. What, what he just said is most people, kids, family, mm-hmm. uh, habit. You're used to it. I've been living there. I know the freeways. I know it's weird stuff. Like when I came to Texas, the most annoying thing to me was getting used to these exits and those roundabouts. You know, I think it's, it's I think it's harder to drive here than LA. Yeah, it's I, very I really difficult do. to drive here. I, I, I'm not joking. I get lost here more than yeah. I ever got in LA. I, I never got lost. You have in no LA. hard how, clue how hard it is to Uber around here. Though. Oh my it gosh. is. <laughs> I can't, to get an Shut Uber. Up. Yeah. I don't know if you're going left, right. But by stay, the way, stay let, on this point. And, yeah. And. And give me some insight because oh, oh. we've been talking about this for a while. But at what point do you say, Buddy, screw it, I am moving? If you're not seeing it already, I mean, you, you got to realize. So there's a, there's a few different camps, the following camps. Mm-hmm. Those who left a long time ago. We I'm left. not talking about those people. Let me go through it yeah, for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Those who left a long time ago. The second camp is those who just left. The third camp is those who are prepared, are about to leave, but no one knows about it. And there are those who are in the tipping point, about to make a decision. Mm-hmm. Don't think for a moment there isn't a big community of people. If I would have told you Larry Ellison's moving to California, moving to Texas. That's Oracle. Oracle. Yeah, of course. Would you have said, oh, yeah. He, and you HP. Would, HP moved. Elon Musk. Yes. Elon Musk. Yes. And it's just. These are these are the billionaire the billionaire class. Yeah. They, they have a lot of reasons to, you know, I'm talking normal people, you wanna, working people. Dude, I put my house on the market the other day, mm-hmm. just two years ago. No joke. Yeah. I put my house on the market two years ago. For one year was our on the market. <laughs> we got really? nothing. Huh. No joke. I put my house on the market last week. 24 hours, two offers. We gave them 20, 12 more hours to make their final bid till 12 o'clock. They both came to a max offer. Full price. Hmm. And they said, we're in. One, one can we Everything just, it's so. Are you, are you about to make an announcement? No, no, I'm not making any announcement. <laughs> the announcement I'm trying to make to you is the fact yeah. that things are moving so quickly that it's like the real estate is like here, just going. Yeah, that's true. If you, Same there, thing in Arizona. Dude, there's nothing to rent yeah. today. Yeah. There's nothing to rent today. I'll give you another uh, question. So I, I, I was renting a 14-bedroom house in Lake Tahoe. That's where we go for Christmas. Mm-hmm. We like to go to Lake Tahoe. Okay. Announcement, Lake Tahoe shut down, mm-hmm. heavenly shut down, ski slope shut down, everything shut down. God. You can't party internally together. I call my guy. I'm like, dude, what the hell happened? He says, man, I'm sorry. Here, they give the money back, right? It's a fat check. They cool. give the money back. I call my brokers, three of them. We would need a vacation rental home. Call on every single place. Hey, how about this place? No, you don't want to go there because they may shut down, New York. How about this place? You don't want to go to Colorado because they may shut down. How about this place? No, you may. I wouldn't go there. So then he says, just look at red states. The guy's a liberal. Mm-hmm. He says, listen, the situation like this, as a person on the left, just look at red states. What's a red state? Obviously, Florida is not red. It's purple. But it's right. a little bit more conservative. DeSantis is running it. He said, your best bet is going to Florida for vacation during Christmas. What a thing to say. See, these are behind closed doors that people who are spending money are realizing where money is going. 
So people are making it. If I'm going to go on a vacation and I want to be by the beach, I want to be summer, golf, all that. You know what? It would have been Arizona. It would have been a dip pump springs. Not today. Now it's the other direction. Mm-hmm. Very, the way people spend their money. Is it you, tough to find a place out there now? Where? Florida? Every house in Palm Beach is sold out. Wow. Rent. Everything is gone. The guy's like, look, here's, here's what the guy said to me. Make an offer because this thing's leaving. I'm like, yeah, this is a sales pitch. <laughs> you know what happened? We lost one of them. Huh. Wow. So the other realtor that called me says, Pat, I'm telling you, I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Here you go. Just yeah. take the damn money. Yeah. We need a place it's for the fam. Because you're competing against yeah. the world, essentially. So, so what they're doing is they're helping states like Florida, mm-hmm. Texas, Washington, hence the three richest people in the world live where? Two of them live in Washington state, no taxes, Bezos and, and uh, uh, state Gates. Tax, yeah. And the other one just moved to Texas. Yeah. Musk, Crazy. no state income taxes. So these are all going to places where they don't pay state income tax. Mm-hmm. You're going to start feeling this very, very quickly. By the way, let me give a shout-out to a couple of people that are listening to this. If you enjoyed this last conversation that myself, Tom, and Adam had, smash that subscribe button if you enjoyed it. I'm going to give a shout-out to a couple of people. We got a bunch of $100 ones here. Okay, we got one. Uh, Jean uh, uh, just paid $99, just paid $100 just to say she paid $100. Jean, we love you. Thank you so much. Appreciate the love. Uh, we had uh, Maxwell Hernandez uh, paid $100, um, gave $100, saying tax on wealthy people will not resolve anything, right? History of the higher tax brackets of the wealthy have not shown any significant advancement aside from World War II era. Of course, as Patrick has mentioned, there are adverse effects when done so. Instead uh, of higher tax bracket, he said, I see it, he said, uh, where uh, are the long-term fixes? Why not motivate the wealthy to invest in businesses to create more jobs and government-sanctioned ROI in different sectors? Okay, cool. As always, keep up the good work uh, listening to uh, the podcast for years. And Valuetainment has impacted me in a way of positively personal. Awesome. And I got a couple other people. Let me give them a shout-out as well. Uh, we had one other person that said, uh, Roger Alvarez, who sat down with Roy yesterday. Great sit down yesterday, Pat. Yes, I enjoyed it. Spoke to wife. Yesterday, and we're ready for Florida. Cheers. Awesome. Good for Robert, uh, Roger Alvarez. Had a good conversation with him. Proud of him for making that big decision with his family. Okay, let's get back into it. Let's get back into it. So we got a few other things to talk about. Person of the year. Persons of the year. Hmm. Person of the year. People. Joe Biden People. and Kamala Harris. Yeah. Were you celebrating when you saw that? I'm going to shock you, even though, you know, obviously I was very emotional yesterday. Uh, breaking news, Biden is going to be the president, the Electoral College uh officially put him in office. But I, you know what? I'm going to shock you. I do not think that Joe Biden and Kamala Harris should be people of the year. You know, these are, where's the list here? Not people. Excuse me. Persons Don't of offend. the year? Person. Don't say, person pe- of yeah. the year. People is a bad word per- now? Oh, you got to be careful with people of you the year. You can't say people? You say person of the year. Persons? Right? Please don't offend our audience. Go go ahead. The time, time persons of the year, they were the candidates. Persons, time peoples. Time person. Peoples. Singular person, person, even though it's two. Okay. Time knows That's better English than you and I do. So it's time set person of the year for two people, right. Kamala there and Biden. The, 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 so the, tell us. The four candidates were uh, Biden and Kamala Harris, or Biden, Trump, um, the racial justice movement, and then frontline healthcare workers coupled with Anthony Fauci. I know we're not about to say people or persons. In my opinion, the winner should be the frontline healthcare workers. Are you freaking kidding me? If in a year of COVID, uh, they're literally giving up their lives and and the death that they see on a daily basis, 300,000 deaths in the United States, over a million deaths worldwide. The, the healthcare workers uh, should win uh, the person of the year, people of the year, crew of the year, whatever you want to call them. They should be putting pictures of doctors, nurse, nurses, healthcare workers on the cover of time, not 
Biden and Kamala Harris, not Trump, not Fauci, uh, not social justice movement, the healthcare workers. Time still has a magazine? Congratulations. That That's right up. Time person of the year is right up there with the good housekeeping seal of approval. Okay, who gives a crap? You're so irrelevant, Time. You suck, basically. Hey, let's just look at this. She called him a racist this year. To his face, a racist. He picks her because he has to. This guy can't even play with his poodle without breaking half the bones in his body. Okay, the photo is horrible. I mean, what is that even a photo? They look like they're dying, both of them. It looks like you're at a funeral for both of them. What a joke. It's like It'd be like Playboy naming Nancy Pelosi Tom, Playmate of the what Year. Did, what, did, what, did, what did Joe Biden do to you? What did a Democrat do to you? Something must have happened in your that life. That was to a have, strict media have commentary. The, the, that's all. I'm just saying it's, something it's must have happened for you no, to get no, this no, angry man. about something. No, man. It's like, time, who are you? You're irrelevant. I mean, they came out with their shopping list, the shopping so, guy. They, they said, go buy a new Walkman. When, when they... Um, when they had Trump in 2016 as Time Person of the Year, what did you say you to them it. then? So you liked it then. You defied history. You liked it then. But time was but relevant now, back then. It meant something. Oh, gotcha. That was four right, years ago. I see ago. how it is. <laughs> nice, Tom. Uh, Pat, no, who's your vote? I, time sucks. What, who are they? I think, I think this happens every year, and this is exactly what they like to do. They like to pick somebody that's going to piss you off because it's going to bring more eyeballs and more people yeah. talking about it. And you, you know, Mark Benihoff owns them now, by the way. You know, the, the, the founder of Salesforce, Salesforce is who owns Time yeah, Magazine exactly. now. I don't know if you knew that yes, or not. Yes, anyhow. He bought them for like, what did he buy it for? I think he bought it for $351 million or some number like that. Can you pull it up? Mark Benihoff buys really? Time Magazine. Benihoff, uh, uh, Time Magazine. Um, Benihoff, Time Magazine. Let's see what he paid for it. Uh, what did he pay for it? That's what I want to know. Under $50 million probably. <laughs> no, no, he paid, he paid a good amount for yeah. it. Uh, $100 million. Corporation. million. That's nothing. Ah, oh, that just pisses yeah. me off. That's nothing. Yeah. So, I, I, oh my gosh, Mark Benioff. Let's just give a shout out to him real quick. Obviously, <sighs> business person of the year unquestionably was Elon Musk. Well, according to Fortune magazine, yeah, I think many people would would agree on that. And then Bezos, richest man in the world, um, and I'm sure we'll touch on even Gates in the in this episode. But Mark Benioff, Salesforce, he just acquired Slack. Kai probably has something that he would want to add uh, about. I think he's. Is he called Deal Maker of the Year? This guy's an absolute stud. This guy, Mark Benioff. Um, Kai, what, what what did we talk about? Um, no, I said he took over from Larry Ellison on the sure. most acquisitions and acquired and most companies. He used to companies. work for Larry Ellison. Yeah. Yep. He, used to, he was a former. They just bought Slack. Yeah, the guy, he knows what's up. Benioff? Yeah. yeah Benioff no worked for uh, Ellison. Yeah, I yeah. think so. At Oracle? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He, he was a vice president executive yeah. of some sort. He, he is not a household name. By the how way, that just tells you right there the power of who you work for. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you what that tells you right there. That tells you the power of who you work for. What the, what habits and things you pick up from working for somebody like that. Of course. You think Benioff would have been, if he hadn't had a person like that to shadow, what a great yeah. example of yeah. what it means to shadow somebody. That's a beautiful sure. story right there, yeah. to be able to work with someone like that. And plus it feels like he's competing with them, trying to outdo him. But you know what? I disagree with one thing. I don't think time is that forward thinking where they put them on the cover to engage. I think they're that woke. I really do. Okay. Yeah, I mean, to, to me, I um, I just kind of see it. I'm like, yeah, I guess they have to announce those two as Time Magazine person of the year. I mean, who else are you going to announce? Realistically, who else? Oh, Fauci, Fauci would have been the guy. Yeah, you would have been Fauci. Well, they, would have been. It, 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 they've done in the past, uh, like in 20, uh, they've done multiple people is what I'm saying. A couple of years ago, I think in 2010, you know who was the Time Person of the Year? Mm. You. 
not you, PBD, but us, you, the 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 people. The, the people. Yeah. Were, we were the time people of the year. It's like, oh damn, I'm a time person. I might put that on my resume. I was a time person of the year in 2010. Me and all seven billion of us on this planet, eight billion. But um 2016 was Trump. I I, I kind of agree with Tom that like who gives a shit. And I also agree um it is important because people do talk about this kind of stuff. And lastly, I think they are looking to stir up controversy when they put on a Biden and a Kamala Harris. Well, they did get people talking. We're talking about yeah. it now. If it was the healthcare workers, which I think should have been the time people of the year, would be like, By the yeah, way, if you're obvious. listening to this, who who do you think should have been the time? Well, time obviously, we time know our audience year. loves Biden, so obviously, they no, were, I have no idea know, what they're going to say. Who do you think we have a Biden audience? Who do you think should be the first of all? No one's going to say Trump's the time man of the year. I mean, it's yeah. If you're going to say it's just well, the time, there's going to be a lot of people. That I'm are sure say they're Trump. going to. But what I'm trying to say is, there's going to be some that are going to say somebody else. I'd like to know what percentage of our audience still thinks that agrees with Tom that Trump is still going to be president. Here's something that here's something that's a little bit interesting. Pfizer CEO, 59 years old, has not gotten his own COVID-19 vaccine because he does not want to jump the line. What a noble thing to say ahead of uh, health workers and <laughs> nursing home patients. The CEO, Albert Barola, says he hasn't gotten the shot. He is younger than the age group prioritized to get the first U.S. and he's not a healthcare worker. He said the firm doesn't want to appear. Executives can jump the line. Thoughts on that? <laughs> what if well, it was we, the Ebola virus? I think he'd probably get it right we away. We covered this guy, Albert Burla, if you recall. He's I the do. guy that did a $5 million yes. stock exit Oh, uh, yeah. Pre, right. Day remember, before remember, vaccine yeah. came yeah. out. And, and yeah. you were like, five. I was like, five million, that's it. I remember that yeah. interaction yeah. that we had. Um, I think this is a nice PR move. He's had some very bad PR over the last uh, X amount of months. So you don't think his, it's a big deal? You think it's a it's, it's Clearly, a if the guy wanted to get a freaking uh, vaccine, he could have it. He could be first in line. He's the owner sure. of Pfizer. I mean, what are we talking about here? You know? But he's saying, look, you know, I'm going to wait. It's it's a PR move, and, and we're talking about him. And, and, and again, if he did or didn't do the shot, didn't say anything, we wouldn't be talking about him. But more importantly, there is a vaccine now, right? We, yeah. It happened in the UK. Yes. Now we have uh, yes. in, in New York the first person to receive the vaccine. <laughs> so when are you guys getting your shot? Uh, you know, here's my opinion on the CEO. Number one, I bet he didn't want to answer that question. But he was forced to. Someone asked him. I don't think he put that out in a press release. They backed him into a corner. He had to answer the question. Number two, if that was the case, he should have said, I'm planning on getting it very soon to maybe exude a little bit more confidence in your product. Because when the CEO says, I haven't taken it yet, I don't want to jump the line, whatever, it makes me think, man, you have some suspicions about your own product. So his, his, his first scenario was never to talk about it. But since he had to, he should have said, yeah, I'm going to a week from Wednesday or something. It is kind of weird for the guy to say, I don't trust my own product. You know, if, you, if you're the CEO of Lexus, I expect your garage to have a Lexus there. I'm telling you, if you're the CEO of Ford, you better have a couple Fords in the garage. If you're the CEO of Pfizer pitching COVID-19 yeah. vaccine, I'm expecting you to say, dude, I took it. You're fine. You can take it. You know, you know, that's it. You know what I would do tomorrow if I was the Moderna publicist or PR director yeah. say, come out and say, I'm taking it first. I believe in mine, you know, because it's, they're and by the way, right he's now. Armenian yeah. time magazine of the year. We had a few people that said Trump. We had frontline workers, health workers, doctors. Uh, some people said George Floyd, uh, George um, Floyd. Uh, Elon Musk. Elon Musk is all over the place with, uh, 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 uh some said Joe Rogan, uh, George Floyd, Elon Musk. It's like literally 10 names. I it's see a lot of Xi Jinping. Xi Jinping, I think that could have been one. Uh, uh, um, um, let's see what else we got. Yeah, she, by the way, Xi Jinping is everywhere. Maybe it's the same guy that keeps saying it, but yeah, it's the same guy that Nancy Pelosi, Time Magazine, uh, Woman of the Year, 
is who would have been. So okay, so now let's talk about how many of these uh, how these companies are handling the shutdown with uh, Google. Okay, you guys know obviously Google had a little bit of an outage yesterday, right? Thirty minutes to an hour was out. Google and YouTube, and apparently Amazon had it as well the week prior to that. Uh, uh, what do you, what are your thoughts about a company this big having an outage? A Google having an outage for 30 minutes to, do you have an opinion on that? I, I do. I yeah. think it's unacceptable. I mean, I, I, I cannot believe, I mean, when you think one thing about these tech companies is yeah. they don't have outages. I mean, that's something that your local, uh, you know, your local internet provider has, you know, your cable company goes down for a little bit or something like that. Not Google. And it makes me just think, you know, this is becoming a little bit more, didn't YouTube have something a few weeks ago yeah. as well? And, and I bring it back to the fact that these tech companies are so quick to have everybody work from home. No one has to come back to the office uh, it, I believe that there's got to be some sort of correlation between the fact that they don't have the engineers in-house, they don't have everybody, you know, under the same roof, and you're having these issues. I mean, when you look at these corporate campuses for these tech companies, it's staggering how big they are. I mean, we're talking about, what, 45 acres for one of them. Yeah. You know, millions, literally millions of square feet of office space. And then you think what Apple, okay, so Apple just has that circular new thing. It's like four stories tall, 7 million square feet of yeah. office space, and it cost them what, a little bit over a billion. And you're thinking that's nothing to these companies. So they there must be something about them not wanting to have everybody in the office. There must be some huge savings because, you know, what's a billion bucks to them? That's nothing. You know, that's security for Sergey Brin for one year probably or something like that. You know, it really is minimal in the grand scheme. But I really think and, and they're so quick to say, hey, you don't have to come back to work till the middle of 2021 or Twitter saying you don't ever have to come back to the office. How is that a good thing? You know, the guy who is the exception to that is Reed Hastings. He says there's nothing positive about us not being in the office <laughs> together. I want them guy. all back as soon as possible. His alternative is four days at the office, one day flex, where maybe you work at home, which I think that makes a little bit more sense. You People are going to start going nuts if they're just going to be working from home forever. I know so many people trapped working at home in, in L.A., in California. They feel different to me. I think they're going a little stir crazy. It's crazy. You're not as active. You don't have the social interaction. It's a very negative thing for the country. Uh, a couple things. Uh, I don't know what, what happened with the – how long was the shutdown? A half hour? What, 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 yeah, I think what it was, was 30 it? minutes. Okay. 30 minutes. Yeah. First thing that came to mind, maybe because I was reading that Treasury story, is hackers. You know, modern-day warfare aren't, aren't going to be hot wars, aren't going to be – you know, this is why I think, you know, not to get all political, like the whole building the wall thing is so archaic. Like today it's, you know um, – bio warfare, hacking, software, viruses, what have you. So who hacked something is is where where I'm going you with this. You think so? You know what it also, you know the song, I'm only human, you know that song yeah. they did in, in, in this auto insurance commercial. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Yeah, 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 yeah. The guy keeps hitting stuff and, you know, mistakes. It's a great auto insurance commercial, <laughs> was that by the way. Who was that? No, it's no, the it's human not. league. It's human league, yeah. yeah. So I'm only human, born to make mistakes, right? So is Google allowed to make mistakes? I mean, that's the part. Can you imagine, like, Google's down? We're furious. Like, I cannot believe this free service is down. What is wrong <laughs> with you guys? You guys better get it back up. It's free. Damn it. You know, we ain't paying for it, that's right? It's not a, a well, human. You think that's a human mistake? No, no, All no, of no, the no, internet no, going all down? I'm, all I'm yeah. saying is what Google does is mm -hmm. it gives smaller business owners the ability to realize that even a ju juggernaut like a Google makes mistakes, right? Even mm -hmm. a juggernaut like Google can make mistakes like that. But I do like what you said about the fact that when people are now working from an office, maybe they're not as 
focused as they would have been working from home. By the way, here's uh, here's how it's working out for all these guys on how they're doing their uh, what do you call it? Their uh, uh, remote uh, work. Their remote work. Yeah, let me take a look at which ones I got here. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Facebook is uh, asking people to work remotely until June 2021. So they're going to go another six months. Apple. Uh, said that they're not in a hurry to return, at least not for several months working from home in 2021. Amazon until June, some of them, some of them obviously have to work from uh, work. Twitter is like, listen, you can work from home for the rest of your life if you want. Salesforce is saying you got to return to work August of 2021. Slack is saying remotely on a permanent basis if they'd like. Uh, uh, and they're also saying June. Microsoft will reportedly allow its 150,000 workers to work from home at least part-time. This is like a hybrid uh, model. Reed Hastings is saying uh, they won't open up most unless if people are, uh, majority of the people are vaccinated. Interesting. So Hastings said he hasn't seen an upside of remote work. Uh, no, I don't see any positive. Not being able to get to get in person, particularly internationally, is a pure negative. I've been super impressed at people's sacrifices meaning he wants people to work mm-hmm. from the office. Stripe uh, is uh, saying uh, one-time, uh, one part, uh, one-time bonuses. They're also kind of following the norm on uh, what's taking place. I don't know. I don't know about this working-from-home situation let, here. Let me give you a little perspective yeah. here. And, and, I, and I, I shout out to Kai for putting together all these lists of companies. But let me tell you some of the words that stuck out to me, and then I'll give you my opinion. Here's some of the words that we're using now when it comes to future of work that did not exist a year ago. You know, remote has been a thing, but WFH, I remember, what the hell is WFH? Work from home, hybrid model, flexible schedule, virtual work, decentralized jobs, a collaboration day, like where you're working from, uh, working remotely for the, uh, you know, four days a week, for example, and then one day a week you come in for a a collaboration collaboration day. A relocation bonus, where if you're going to move, they might pay you less, but they'll give you a $20,000 relocation bonus. A bonus. Now we're talking. We had a, a conversation a couple weeks ago about your employer might um, have the ability to make sure mandate that you are vaccinated. But just to to put it in perspective, here's a more of a macro historical uh, perspective when it comes to work. So let's talk about work life balance for a second, because I think no matter what you do for a living, everyone strives to have a better work life balance. If all you're doing is working, right, then you're personal life suffers and if all you're doing is kind of chilling and doing what a lot of people down in south beach do and just kind of like you know work on their tan and they're not necessarily working and this is the problem with talent new york versus you know miami per se you're not exactly going to be getting ahead and so just painting a picture overall of work for thousands and thousands of years people worked from home right that was their thing whether you were a farmer or a blacksmith or you were a tradesman you had your uh you know farm outside your house and you, were, you lived upstairs, and that was just sort of what you did. But uh, since the Industrial Revolution, you know, call it 150 years ago, per se, people have started to show up to the workplace, right? Go to the companies, to the factories, you know, leaving the house. It's almost like you had a double life. It's like you would kiss, you know, we've all seen the, you know, the Leave it to Beaver type uh, shows where you'd kiss your kids goodbye in the 50s. All right, I'm going to go to work. This is sort of a Mad Men-esque type of picture of this. But you go to work, you, you leave, you're out the house by 8, you're back home by 6 o'clock, what have you. You have your work life, and then you have your home life. So I, what, I, what I like about this is now maybe there's going to be a better work-life balance. Maybe you're working from home, you know, three days a week, two days a week. You're working from the office one or two days a week. I think all in all, 
what this is going to enable people to do if they can do this. Not everyone's going to be able to do this. It's just have a healthier work-life balance. So it'll be interesting how it plays out to have a more of a blended, uh, happier life. You know, what, what's up with all this corporate space? I mean, that is a lot of office space not being used. You got the companies leaving California. You got the companies that say you don't even have to come into the office. If you thought, I mean, that's a lot. I, I don't get it. What is the end game with these companies? You know, it's just, I, I don't like it. I, I'm not a fan of it. And I think, um, I think, you know, if you study this over the course of a year or two, it's going to, you know, production's going to go way down. You know what we are not talking about? Would somebody just give five bucks a talk? But I'm going to give a shout out to Lorenzo J. I do agree with them. He said, Pat, you and Soulboy uh, of the Year have not spoken about Tony Shea and his passing. It's being reported that COVID depression played a role in his death, right? COVID depression is playing a role uh, uh, in his death. Okay, and, I, and CNBC, I, I think CNBC or MSNBC, I sent you the link, Kai. We have talked about well, him no, internally, but I don't know if here, we, though, yes. yeah, Not yeah, here, yeah. though. If you want to bring that up, just, Kai, just cre- you're like writing a paragraph, buddy. Okay, there you go. Okay. Tony Shea, CNBC, press uh, control minus minus a couple times. Control, control. Okay, there you go. Bring it down a little bit. Uh, no, no, the other way. Yeah, the other way. Tony Shea's last month's uh, are a tragic reminder of how COVID isolation can worsen mental health. Here's how to help. So here's a guy that's in isolation. Yeah. He likes to be around people, okay? And there's a lot of weird stories that came out mm-hmm. about, you know, I immediately said rest in peace because I remember reading this book, uh, 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 Delivering Happiness, ridiculous book. I made it a book of the month, everybody to read because there's a lot of value in it. This guy's worth a half a billion dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. Okay. No will. No will. No will. Yeah, and, and, yeah this, this guy's no worth a half will. a billion dollars. No will. Drank and a lot. Isolated. Session drank a lot. Tried different drugs. Okay, yeah. I, I, I wanted to see where you were going with this because uh, uh, tragic, number one, but being isolated because of COVID was not the cause of his death. This guy was doing some weird shit, man. But wait a minute. Let me ask you a question. I mean, you're going to being isolated is not the cause of death. You don't think people are having suicidal, you know, conversations? That's not what I said. I'm talking about him specifically. But let me ask you a question. Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. Here's a question for you. How many people, you ever seen that one movie where there's a, I wish I could know what movie it is. Some of you guys may remember what movie it is. This guy who, this girl who comes to work every day, she's suicidal. Every day she's suicidal. She comes to work, and she goes and does her thing, doesn't talk to anybody, and then one day somebody says, oh, your hair looks so good today. Her level of suicide, you know, went lower. It's a movie. I can't remember the movie. She mm-hmm. would go to work, and she was ready to kill herself, and she was just, like, so sick of life and all this other stuff. Dude, sometimes coming to work and you run, people are like, hey, what's up, Johnny? What's up, Bobby? How you doing? How's everything? Right. Take that away from people to not have interaction with a human. We need interaction. Yes. Yes. Dude, you're talking about you want to increase my immunity? Okay. Put me around some people a little bit for me to be able to talk to people. What about that anxiety, that depression that also goes in effect? I, so- I love that point. And, and, and I'll, I'll give you kudos to that, and then I'll get back to Tony Shea. I think Aristotle once said we are social animals. We are social like people need to be interacting with other humans. That's just a basis of life. I mean, shout out to what we do here every day. I spoke to my buddy who's a huge, like the biggest Trump supporter ever. He's out in uh, Pittsburgh. Shout out to Scumbag Joe. He was shocked, shocked that we come to an office and work. He's like, you guys go to work every day? He's probably what? envious a yeah. little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, he's, yeah, maybe. Um, and he's still getting over the fact that, that, that Trump hasn't won. But he was shocked. He's like, you hold on, what? I, I was FaceTiming with him yesterday. But he's uh he can't believe we're gonna work. In but, Texas, it's very normal. 
Yes, and in red states, but uh, Florida as well. Yeah, I got to tell you guys, the, going back and forth, it's just like entering two different universes from Texas to California. Really? It totally you know, is, really. man. But, just, but with Tony Shea, yeah. and everything you talked about being so social, interacting, having to be like, hey, your hair looks nice. Pat, your, you put, you know, your hair doesn't look as curly today. It looks nice. You know, like getting compliments. Hey, what's up? Yeah. Cool vest. Sick vest, Tom. Like people crave that, need yeah. that, need appreciation, need recognition, no doubt. So COVID has had some effects, especially on businesses. No doubt, no doubt, no doubt. With Tony Shea specifically, and I'm a fan of his, even Jeff Bezos, who doesn't post a lot on Instagram. I don't know if you follow Bezos on Instagram. He posted a picture of Tony Shea, like respect. Yeah. But he was doing some weird stuff. He got down to, I think, 100 pounds. He was seeing how long he could go without eating or urinating. Well, Adam, did you see right? he has this diet where it was called the alphabet diet, where one day you only eat foods that start with an A. Okay. The next day, it's only B. But they literally said when he got down to WXYZ, he wasn't eating at all. Crazy. That he lost sick yeah, amount no of weight. Yeah, food with an X. Yeah. But the, 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 the saddest thing here, and he was doing all this weird stuff, he was sort of a pyromaniac. He had a fascination with fire. He was playing with fire. He barricaded himself in a house. The house caught on fire, choked on smoke, whatever happened, happened. But extreme example um, – Versus what actual normal people you don't, are You don't give with. isolation any credit to that? You don't give isolation 5% credit Could've to that? Could have pushed them over the edge. No, that's yeah. not what I said. Okay. I'm saying isolation is a real thing. Yeah. I talked about how we are yeah. social creatures. And Aristotle you know, said that we are social animals and we need to interact. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that you go down to 100 pounds, oh, you do an course, alphabet buddy. diet, and you get become a pyromaniac. Are you, are you asking for me I'm, to do an endorsement of alphabet diet? Because we're not doing it. <laughs> is this another one of those shout-outs where do Pat considered doing trying this? I'm to look at, look at for sponsors, No, man. no, we're, we're not doing alphabet sponsors. diets. Not on Valuetainment. No. That's no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not disagreeing yes. with you. But okay. by the way, he's he, saying even, he was doing some weird even stuff. Even in the book, Delivering Happiness, he talks about the kind of parties he put together. He's just a party guy. He likes to party. He had a lot of drugs. He had enablers all around him, too. No one that could tell him to stop. Sure. But the biggest thing, and you might want to weigh in on this he recently uh well he sold his company to amazon however yeah. many years ago for a billion dollars yep. but he recently stepped down as the ceo of yeah. zappos he had all this money money can't buy happiness yeah. he was, fun, was maybe sort of lost his purpose he was exploring with life and the meaning of life and kind of going down a wrong path um and you know he he sort of lost his baby, which was his company. I don't, I don't know, bro. I, I think you know you need. Uh, yesterday we got some bad news, okay. And I'm gonna say it publicly so everybody hears this. So I don't have to say you know uh, 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 to a bunch of different places. So uh, uh, two weeks ago we announced we're having twins. Thanksgiving we announced we're having twins. We went to the doctor. The doctor's like we have to see you guys ASAP. Yesterday we went and did the ultrasound. One of the babies is dead, right? Shut up. You have one baby is uh, uh, whose body was right there in the ultrasound. The other baby you see. Uh, fully grown. The baby died like exactly when we announced at Thanksgiving, the baby died. Okay. So baby stayed same size. The other one has grown. Okay. So, you know, I'm saying this, I'm not saying this, you know, but what I'm trying to tell you is this. We go to the doctor yesterday. We come back here. Jennifer comes, she's in her office. Moral goes, talks to her. There's a relationship. There's somebody that you have somebody to talk to. Mm -hmm. I am grateful for the people we're around because you have someone to say, dude, I just had a bad day today. Dude, things are not going right. All good, man. It's all going to be fine. And the spirit around you can lift you up. What do you, what do you do? So for us, believe me, listen, it's been a very weird week for us. It's yeah. not been the easiest week for us. It's been a little bit weird because a lot of things are going on. And, and uh, uh, you know, I've been... <laughs> talking to Jen as we're going through this, how about the people that have things like that happen that have no one to talk to, to go sit there and, you know, just, how you doing, man? 
You want to go have lunch? You want to go have coffee? You want to take a walk? Are you okay? Are you good? Dude, even somebody asking you, are you okay? Is everything all right? Yeah, I'm good. That release of man to man, women to women, face to face, it is liberating. Mm -hmm. You need it. People need it. So many of them don't have it. You have to have somebody to talk to. And that Zoom is not giving you the personal touch, by the way. Mm -hmm. Zoom is not the personal touch. Zoom is great technology. You know, it's changed. Obviously, he became the businessman of the year, the person, business person of the year with Time Magazine for what he did with, uh, uh, I think he was the guy that became the business person of the year for uh, starting and for doing what he did with Zoom. But people need the personal touch. And I feel a guy like Tony Shea just needed somebody to tell him, bro, you got to slow your roll. And you just sometimes need to hear that mm-hmm. over and over and over and over again until somebody says it the right way. And you say, you know what? That was soothing. That was comforting. You're comfortable with it, right? So, yeah, look, uh, I feel bad for people that are fully isolated away from everybody. Yeah. Well, condolences, man. Yeah, I, I appreciate you Jen, that. For sure. Really sorry to hear that. I, you know, uh, the, the, the new normal, this is becoming a new normal. Who defines that this is normal? You know, I, I look at, you know, I think people are going to grow to hate Zoom. I, I think people are going to grow to think of Zoom as a negative. Uh, school, my kids have been on the Zoom school for nine months. So it's going to be a year in March, and there's no hope for them going back to school. And it's just, it's so unhealthy. I mean, you've literally given up a year of your life. I mean, and, and there's no end in sight. It's, it's, it's depressing. It's terrible. Have you ever seen how single babies, babies who are uh, uh, one, one child family, how different they are than those who have a sibling? You ever, you ever studied, you ever noticed the trend with people that are by themselves? Grew yeah. up by themselves? Well, look at a guy like Robin Williams. It's very famous the case. Only child syndrome. Only child syndrome. Yeah. You know, it's a little bit like, mm-hmm. man, think about being the only child. It's not, uh, mm-hmm. you know, like when we, when we, I intention, when we bought a dog, I bought two of them. You got two kids. You got two pit bulls, right? I don't know about getting one dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like the guy needs company. You know, yeah. you know, you, siblings. I don't know about one child. It's tough. And by the way, some people make a decision to do that. I mean, some of them can't do it. So not judging anybody that your help is not aligned. Some people are just glad and thankful that they just had one. But look, that whole one child, you know, story is, you know, the kid can only, a mom and dad, you can't relate. To, he has to have somebody on a daily basis to relate mm-hmm. to a kid. Somebody at least that's two, three, four, five years his age where there's some kind of non-isolation. You're working from home all by yourself, bro. I don't know. I don't know if this is. I don't know if we know the side effects of this long term. That's all I'm saying. Well, we're, I, yeah. we're holding a meeting, right? And my guys are saying, "Well, what do we do with this?" There's a meeting. I'm supposed to be in San Antonio this weekend. The conversation was, they're doing it at this place, a real nice place, Lake Tahoe, beautiful home. We did an event two years ago. They had it locked and everything was set up, and then they get the notice. I'm supposed to be in Lake Tahoe this Friday for an event, and I'm supposed to be in Lake Tahoe next week for Christmas. So we get the word this week for Lake Tahoe. Okay. What do we do? I said, people need to be around people. Figure out a way to go to a state that allows you to be mm-hmm. around other people. Yeah, follow the six feet, the whole nine. So guess what state they're doing their event in? Right Texas. Here. Guess what city? San Antonio. Hotel founded, opened it up. Great, they're going to follow the guidelines. They'll be in the same room together because people need company. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing a kickoff meeting beginning of the year, January. I think a Sunday, Monday kickoff meeting. Right after New Year's, I'm holding a kickoff meeting. I've been doing this for a long time. This year, we're doing it live here in Texas. Dallas, at a hotel, we're going to follow the six-feet guideline. Yeah. But we're doing it because people need to be yeah. around other agree. people. I think that shows leadership for these companies that say, hey, oh we can gosh. interact. And you know what? Here's the last thing I'll say. You look at California, which has shut down everything. New York, which is on the verge of shut down everything. It's not working. It's not like that is resulting in these numbers radically going down. 
So you look at this objectively and you're saying, okay, they're putting all these harsh restrictions on you. You can't interact. You can't go to work. You can't go to school. You can't go to church. And yet it's not moving the needle one bit. Well, your kids are all in school, right? Now they are. Yes, they're all in school now. Uh, two of them were not. They had to shut it down for a couple of weeks, but now they're all going to school. Yeah. But the high school at the school is shut down. Still? Fully. Yeah. The high school is shut so down. High school. So the younger the, kid, the younger kids. A little bit more I mean, these kids need to be around other kids. I mean, imagine Dude, going to school. Dude, I can't even tell you. Like, yeah. I remember when my son was like, 60 days into it, he's at home isolation. He's like, he was losing it one day. I mean, he was like completely losing it one day. Yeah. Yeah. Tico? Tico. He was like, yeah. man, I got to be, what's going on, daddy? What do we do wrong? Because I said, daddy, you didn't do anything wrong. This regulation. I want you to be around your friends. So I was, yeah. they were coming to the office. They were happy to see you guys. They were coming here like, oh, what's up? You know, walking around, just like seeing human beings. Yeah. So, oh, there mm-hmm. are people out there. That kind of, but not a lot of people can do that. Can right. you can bring your kids to work? Yeah. Not a lot of people And then can you do compound that. it with there's yeah. no other releases. You can't go to the park. You can't work out. You can't go to the gym. You can't play in your organized sports leagues. It's terrible. Um, yeah, my I have a nephew. He's uh, nine years old. And my my sister, my sister's son. That's like my little best friend. They've only had one kid, and I make a point to make sure that I'm hanging out with that guy. I'm bringing him around all of my best friends' kids. Like, listen, you got to interact here. Yeah. Because I saw that he was becoming a little like, that's my stuff. Don't touch it. I'm like, listen, buddy. Like, I'll house all your shit. I don't. I don't, I don't think like. <laughs> We're not playing that game. We're not playing the selfish kid game. You're going to learn how to share. You're going to learn how to lose properly. You know, like, I'm not going to just let yeah. you win. Only child syndrome is a real thing, and you got to teach him. Right. I'm going to give you the complete opposite. Somebody just gave five bucks, and they said, my son is an only child, but he loves the online school for the flexibility, and now he spends more time with his friends. There are some stories like that, yeah. you know, to be complete opposite of what we're talking about. And then Nova Terre just gave 10 bucks, and I have an online business. I chill and work from home. All the time, barely have friends, haven't been outside in literally months. I'm one of the crazy few who l- can live like this. Ha, ha, ha. There are people that can live like that. Introverts. There are people sure. that can live yeah. like that. You know, yeah. Pat, I think Adam could be a good dad. That was, seriously, I think oh, you no, got I some think great Adam, potential. Adam there, is. I, I think get Adam, to work. I think <laughs> Adam will make a wonderful dad. Adam will make a wonderful dad. But, you know, when it comes down to marriage, man. You, you fall in love emotionally, but you got to marry logically. Mm-hmm. You fall in love emotionally, but you got to marry logically. It's a very... That's my biggest problem. Yeah, I know. You want to get married. Very, very emotional. <laughs> There's no logic going in. <laughs> dating the wrong women. Well, listen, if you're looking on Tinder, you're going to just constantly fall in love emotionally. Tinder. It's just it's a bunch tin. of emotions. South Beach, bro. It's oh, it's, not, it's only There's fans. Never, it's never, only right? fans. I, oh. <laughs> it's what you told me yesterday. It's only fans. It's your favorite app. We went there. We Why don't there. you tell us about the OnlyFans story you brought up yesterday? Oh, no. Dude, I mean, just in general or, or I mean. Oh, gamification. You were like third highest ho- scorer said, with said, the most money spent on OnlyFans. I said hoification. I'd like to see if our uh, audience has any thoughts on, on OnlyFans. I'd love to hear it in the comment section. So one of the businesses that has definitely blown up since the pandemic yeah. is OnlyFans. Now, what is OnlyFans? It's basically this paywall oh, on the internet. Gosh. Tell me you know about this. You're I, looking I, at me like, what's going yeah, on? No, I do know. Um, yeah. Yeah. Um, all the the women out there, for yeah. the most part, there's men that do this, I assume, as well. Um, uh, women out there, and specifically I'm talking about the porn stars, the uh, strippers, the dancers, the cocktail waitresses, the, you know, a lot of, you know, prettier women who were workers, ladies of the night, that no longer could go to work. How did they make their money? They went on to OnlyFans. And basically there's a lot of women... Um, Emma, what's the girl's name? Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne yeah. 
She made a million bucks in like 20 minutes or something like that. Yeah, something ridiculous yeah. in a day. Basically, people pay, you know. Peep show. Peep show. Exactly. Exclusive content. Exactly. Right? Exclusive wow. content. Yeah. It's a brilliant what have idea. You, what have you, what it's have brilliant. you. So, you know. You know, think about it. You go I, on Instagram and you, you yeah. just got to build followers and hope advertisers send you money yeah. or something or send you uh, swag. So you're good with this only Oh, I, th I think it's brilliant. I mean, it's capitalism yeah. at its finest. And you know what? People are used to that, you know, that subscription model for everything they do. And I don't think you think of six yeah. or seven bucks as a big deal anymore. The, the problem that I'm, that I'm seeing with this OnlyFans thing, and look, I get it, capitalism, make your money, is, okay, I get the strippers and the dancers and, you know, the porn stars and, you know, the girls who were, like, you know, cocktail waitresses at a strip club, but they weren't really stripping, whatever. I, and, like, the Instagram model, I get those girls. Like, they're going to go naturally go onto this uh, website, OnlyFans, Did you ever strip? You. Did you ever strip? No, 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 no. no Would you have? Did you ever strip? <laughs> I never had the abs for it, man. It's, no, but, but it's, it's let's just say game. if you had the opportunity, would you have? No, it's not. Why not? No, he no, was no, more no. to the point. What about? But I'm asking you. What about you? What so, about, so I'm asking what, you a question. Would you have stripped if they paid you good money? No, I, I just. Uh, I think I would have. That's never. That's I, never. I, that's I think I would have. Tom, Tom's blowing my mind over Eric. here with what he's. <laughs> Probably not. No, they no. pay you good money. All the way strip, no. or just like a Chippendale thing, Ricky. Never? Would you have? You know what? Maybe. I'm thinking about it now. No, no. First of all. Fuck it. Let's do it. Fuck it. 19 years old. Let's cash. Go. Yeah. Let's get crazy. But here's my point with the OnlyFans He's thing. Thinking about it. So you, you would be an OnlyFans guy today if you were 18. Actually done? No, it's the girls that graduated college, yeah. didn't have a job. They have a degree. It's girls who just had normal jobs. They got laid off. They were just normal waitresses, cocktail waitresses, Can whatever. You imagine? We just but did now this. they're doing but the OnlyFans. Now here's the thing. If you're of ever going to make us talk about yeah. a brand like OnlyFans, this is where you get sponsorships. Yeah. Why didn't you go to OnlyFans <laughs> since you're such a diehard fan of them to say, I endorse OnlyFans. No, My not. name is Adam I, I've Sosnick. never signed up. I just know that yeah. uh, there's a lot of girls <clears throat> that I, I know that are doing it. Um, it is what it is. It, it is what this. a lot of people are realizing. Uh, but, they're uh, learning a lot about you. So there's nothing yeah. about that part that's soy boy. It's, I mean, think uh, about it. They have yeah. nothing to lose by doing this, and they throw a little bit that's more That's not true. That there. They, there is something. I mean, we saw the story in the New York Post about, like, an EMT nurse. lady, a nurse in New York. She was, you know, doing some OnlyFans. Yeah. Listen, if you're doing OnlyFans, you're doing some risque stuff online. Yeah. New York Post called her out. And so there's women that have normal jobs, you know, by day that want to make some extra side hustle money. But they get called out for doing some what I, what I call job and I, career, shit. You have I think this is a perfect transition into our sponsors today, ExpressVPN. <laughs> because if you're ever on your iPad yes. or your phone and you're visiting OnlyFans and you're using Wi-Fi, you got to yeah. make sure others cannot see what sites yeah. you're visiting. You don't want people yes or that. no? Yes. This is one of the reasons why we support and endorse ExpressVPN. It's very mm -hmm. easy to use. You have it on your iPhone, you have it on your iPad, you have it on your computer, you're literally logged on, you're doing what you're doing, but if yep. you're using someone's Wi-Fi at Yard House, at Starbucks, nobody can see what searches you're doing. That includes if you're going on OnlyFans like Adam. Yeah. So one thing about Only, one thing about uh, uh, ExpressVPN, and I'm being serious with you guys, I actually use this product that's on my phone, it's on my PC, it's on my iPad. I use it regularly. It doesn't matter whether you use Comcast, Verizon, AT&T, any of that stuff. It reroutes your internet connection through their secure server, so... Your ISP can't see the sites you visit. Keeps all your information secure by encrypting 100% of your data with the most powerful encryption available. Most of the time, I don't even realize they're there. It's available on everything, including a smart TV. Uh, protect your online activity today with the VPN rated number one by CNET and Wired. Once again, number one by CNET and Wired. 
Visit my exclusive link, expressvpn.com forward slash pbdvpn. Once again, expressvpn.com forward slash pbdvpn. Sign up for a year. You'll get three months free with expressvpn.com forward slash pbdvpn. That would yeah. only happen if you were to talk about OnlyFans. Yeah. Yeah. Segway. That that's that that would have only happened. I'm, se- I'm setting you up for success here. Uh, <laughs> shout out to ExpressVPN. I can go on OnlyFans anytime uh, I want without anybody worrying about the, where I'm Now, I've been. when you use ExpressVPN and you're on Pornhub, do they see it or no? <laughs> they actually don't. Oh, Thank okay, you. So they yes. don't. No, no, I wanted no, no, to make no, sure yeah. because it's very important for someone yeah, no, no, like no, you. Of course, of okay, course, so of so so Russian hackers. So Russian hackers. Let's talk about Russian hackers. Speaking of hackers and porn and OnlyFans, Pat is killing it with the yeah, segues. So thing. Russian hackers suspected of spying on U.S. government, including Treasury and Commerce Department. Russian hacking is likely to become one of the top intelligence priorities of the Biden administration. Okay. Suspected uh, Russian hackers have infiltrated several key parts of the U.S. government, including the Treasury. We know that. The security breaches were so alarming that they promoted, prompted the National Security Council to meet Saturday Reuters reported and come less than a week from um, less than a week after National Security Agency warned that the Russian state-sponsored actors were exploiting weak spots in the computer system used by U.S. federal agencies, U.S. federal agencies and ministers, uh, including Treasury. Comes got it. This is much bigger story than one single agency. A source familiar uh, familiar to with the story told Reuters, this is a huge cyber espionage campaign targeting the U.S. government and its interests. Thoughts. Worst case scenario, I, I, I don't think there's any way to minimize just how terrible and serious this is. I mean, when you look at, I mean, they've been inside their system since March. All right, covert, and these are the best hackers in the world. Okay, so solar winds. You're saying why them? Well, because look at their clients. Uh, most of America's Fortune 500 companies, top 10 U.S. telecommunications providers, all five branches of the U.S. military, the State Department, National Security Agency, and the Office of the President of the United States. While we are off worrying about ourselves and bickering amongst each other between Republicans, Democrats, and thinking China's our only enemy, Russia's sitting back there, very sly, very savvy, very smart, looking to destroy us just like some of these other other countries are. This is huge. I would love to know what they got. I, I hope we, A, retaliate against Russia, okay? If it's Russians that did this, we have to retaliate in some way. They Now, look. I think we probably have better hackers. I mean, what we could be doing to other countries, or we might have some silent threats that we could shut down your grid in five seconds or do whatever. I would imagine that, and Eric, you probably know some of the, the tactics of our military cyber teams, but I'm sure we're top top shelf. Um, and I also think this company in Austin, Texas, needs to have some repercussions. Solar winds. do you not have anything in place where you can't tell that half of the Kremlin is inside your system? I mean, my God, this is horrible. And, you know, the Treasury, I mean, when you just think of some of these places that they've infiltrated, it's bad news. Yeah, the the this is a major worry. I mean, we talked about last week about who's the number one threat to the United States is. For sure, it's China, no doubt. Um, economically, for sure. When it comes to cyber, look, Russia, don't, don't play. Um, and Tom brought up a good point. Here we are um, arguing amongst ourselves, the Proud Boys versus Antifa and the left versus the right and Trump versus Biden. But let's not forget we're all American here. And we have countries around the world who are definitely um, rooting against the decline of America and put Russia at the top of that list and put Vladimir, Vladimir Putin right at the top of the top of the list with Xi Jinping, right? You can put Iran on that list, North Korea on that list. These hackers don't play. And I'd like to see, this is what I talked about earlier on the show, modern warfare. Right, it's cyber, it's bio warfare. It ain't hot wars anymore. Um, 
You're, you're giving me a little smirk. What's the smirk? Do you remember a couple episodes ago I said, watch how close, how, how the left and Biden pitch who the next enemy is. And I told you it's going to be Russia. What did I tell you? And the attention is going to get away from China. Hmm. You don't remember me saying this? I do. When did I say this? Okay, no, no. You said this last ago. episode. When did I say this? Two, two weeks, weeks ago. ago. Okay. Go ahead, Kai. Uh, what, if, what if this is a Chinese hack making it look like a Russian yeah, hack? Yeah. So for me, it's so easy to blame everything on Russia. The old Chinese hack and it's blame it so on Russia. That old, that old move? Guys, it is so easy to blame everything on Russia. Russia is such an easy target to hate. Putin so much easier to hate than China. So much easier to hate than China. So, look, I'm not saying read into it. All I'm saying is I'm not getting emotional about the story. Here's what I do know. Mm -hmm. Guess who's hacking into our system? They all are. Everybody is. Yes. But who you pitch as the biggest enemy? Everybody's hacking. You think China's not hacking into our system? Are you kidding me? The insiders, they have. Did you hear about that uh, sex spy that they have? The, the lady oh, yeah. that you, you read about that, yeah. right? The, I think you even wrote about that, right? Oh, on yeah. on VTPost.com. Yes, they, there's a sex spy, Chinese Sex spy. You want to tell us about well, the Chinese okay, sex spy? That so was they, hanging out with so uh, they, Eric Swalwell. But you know, yes. That's so, something different. So that, literally, and she's not the only one. They think there's hundreds that China has set in here, and it's a brilliant move. They get these uh, charismatic, beautiful people that are essentially working for the the Communist Party in, in China. Oh, they're, shit. And they send them over here, and they and they infiltrate it. They get close to these politicians. They're having a sexual relationship. They're getting all kinds of dirt. They're probably. They're probably getting access to their computer. I mean, you can see how vulnerable these politicians are. It's a very effective be. method, by the yeah. way. Yeah. I got to make a phone call. <laughs> <laughs> There's this well, Asian lady I've been uh, talking to lately. Well, you but, can uh, get away with it because yeah. she's on OnlyFans. But, you know, the, the whole thing here with uh, uh, this is a very similar story with Red Sparrow. Yeah. Okay. Red Sparrow, if you've seen the movie, I don't know if you've seen the movie. Enlighten us, Pat. You've never seen the movie. I don't the think book. So. Have you read the book? It sounds Have familiar. You, got, you guys know the story? Red Sparrow is exactly. What China's now doing that China, mm -hmm. Russia used to do. Beautiful Russian women who were fully trained, they would come in and they would go and get into the most powerful politician's yeah. bed. And hey, then negotiation is very easy. We have tape, we have this, we have that. If you don't <laughs> want it to come out, you better give us this. It's a very, very, very effective method because mm -hmm. man's weakness is through his zipper. If you can get in there and get some videotape and negotiate mm -hmm. that through, you know, by the way, one of the best guys at doing that is apparently Borat because he knows how to go and get some other guys and get yeah. them to get them on tape. It's not a hard method to do. Shout out to Rudy I had, I had an insurance. Did I tell you an insurance story about this one guy that uh, they were fighting for a $35 million policy, what the other guy did? Did I tell you this story or no? You no. did. Bring yeah, I think it up I again. talked yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I think you I talked, did talk I about it. Anyway, this isn't a oh, new, drop it low this isn't a new drop thing. This is a method that's been going on. I'm just curious to know who they're going to pitch as the big enemy. Will it be Russia? For us to be scared well, of? I well, know, I know one thing Would for Russia sure. take offense if they're being blamed for no reason? Would they get to say it's not they're us? Looking, or do they I, for credit? I don't think Putin minds. Yeah. I, I, probably think Putin, I think Putin's the kind that's like, listen, keep you know, keep building me up as a bigger enemy. It's okay. Scare the hell out of everybody with me. Two things. Yeah. It very well may be Russia if they're coming out and saying it. So let's just not pin this on China. But one thing I know for sure, Pat, we're not going to give China a pass on this show right here. We're going to uh, hold China accountable. So, so, so even though Biden may, even though our friend Hunter Biden may, even though the uh, left-leaning Democrats. So much? Why do you love China so much? I don't so love much? China. What is it with you protecting China? Maybe I'm, there's this uh, Russian-China red sparrow that I'm talking <laughs> no, no, to that has infiltrated why, my why, mind. Why are you and so my zipper. You never know. Why are you so protective of China? I'm Can not you protective tell us? of China. Honestly, open it up right Stop now. Stop it, Pat. Listen. 
I don't want you to be isolated by yourself. We've got <laughs> friends here. Tell us, why do you love China so much? Yeah, I just, I don't have an answer to that. I'm not, I do not love China. What do you been think it China? is, Kai, with Adam's uh, fa infatuation with China? He's got to be on the payroll. <laughs> if China he's wants to pay me, it's like Hollywood, China tried man. to pay you a million bucks Holly to come Baba's give a dollars. China tried to pay story. Pat 600 grand to come give a speech. Well, they're going to give you 300 and they were going to dedicate 300 no in your honor or something like that. You didn't like see the that. email? Huh. So Some we got on the call. Yeah. Were you on the call when we talked China? Yeah, I, I think I yeah, was there. You were on the call. So they 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 gave me $600,000 is what they wanted to do. Fly you to China. I fly to China and I hold the check of $300,000 to give to their charity of choice. Kind their of. charity of choice. Their charity yeah. of choice. So, but I keep 300 of it and I give 300 to them. Which, by the way, I've never heard of anything like that right. in my life. But uh, then they have you as a as a propaganda tool. I mean, it's basically. Uh, it, I mean, you yeah. you know the playbook. It's exactly. But it works in Hollywood. I mean, didn't Jack, the founder of Alibaba, he owns half of Hollywood. I mean, all he owns half the studios. Well, it's That's a quid pro quo, pay for play. Look at the NBA. But you I know mean, what? Here's the thing about China. Yeah, not to change to the subject too much, but they've had this trash. game plan and they stick with it. I mean, they've came up with this game plan decades ago, and and we're playing right into their hands. Okay, question for you. If you're watching this, let's let's play this card here together. Okay. If you think China is the bigger enemy than Russia, put thumbs up. If you think Russia is the bigger enemy than China, put thumbs down. We're at 773 to 3 right now. They're really enjoying this, today's podcast. Down. Where do you see that? Yeah, yeah, they're really enjoying There's a part in there. There's a thumb like this and a thumb like this. <laughs> oh, I see that. I yeah, so 773 to 3, buddy. It's basic I technology. I don't see that. Okay, who is the bigger enemy? China or Russia? Thumbs up for China, thumbs down for Russia. I'm actually curious to know where this goes from here. Okay, why don't we talk about India's farmers? Because uh, 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 this is a very, the biggest protest ever in human, you guys know the number, how many people protested? A quarter of a billion people pro participated in a protest. Basically every adult in the United States. Basically every, no, no, every adult in the United States is 150. Every working adult in the United States is 150. A quarter of a billion people protested Crazy. in India. This is ridiculous. Why India's farmers are protesting for nearly two weeks, ten tens of thousands of Indian farmers have camped out on New Delhi to protest a set of new farm bill passed by country's parliament, country's parliament in September. Thousands more from the neighboring states of Haryana, Punjab, and Uttar Pradesh look to set to join in coming days, even as pol uh, police try to block them uh, from entering the city. These protests are not isolated movement. On November 26th, an estimated 250 million citizens participated in a 24-hour general strike held to challenge the new laws 24 hour on November 26th. This, the magnitude of the protest should not be a surprise. Agriculture employs about half of Indian workforce, although it accounts for only one-sixth of India's GDP. Some of India's farmers are among the country's poorest people, but government policies have long protected them from the ravages of open market prices. They can now enter contracts with private companies, a practice known in India as contract farming, and sell those, but some of them are hoarding. Anyways, there's a lot of stuff going on there. Obviously, India's Millions of farmers are clearly ang angry. They believe the new rules will open them to exploitation by giant companies. And as Barakta Dut writes in Washington Post, there's broad national sympathy for the protest. The moral force of the Indian farmer cannot be underestimated, she argues, describing scenes of the elderly protest, spreading blankets under the wheels of their trucks to sleep in the cold winter. There is subliminal collective guilt at the sight of farmers. Thoughts. Man, my heart goes out to them. I mean, these people are making on average $140 a month. And you're thinking to yourself here in America, well, you know, these are Indian farmers. How does this affect us? Well, if you uh, peel it back a little bit, um, that's 68% of the world's spices that they produce in India. It's 40% of the cotton produced in the world. Basmati rice, 
comes from India. They're the largest milk producer in the world, and they're the second biggest producer in fruits and vegetables. So it's unbelievable. Now, weren't we supposed to like that? What you're saying, that's very powerful. The world is affected by it. Totally. The world should be paying attention to this. I mean, this affects clothing, you know, and so many different things. And we were all led to believe that this new prime minister of India was supposed to be this progressive guy. You know, he's the one behind it. Yep. He's the one behind it. But now he's trying to sell it. Like, this is going to be more opportunity. But what these individual farmers are worried about is, is, you know, the big, big factory farms are going to come over and take over everything. And, and you know what? Here's the other thing, too. And if you really want to get conspiratory here, if <laughs> could you weave China into this? I mean, China, is it a possibility that they have something to do with this, too, to get this protest going during COVID to maybe lead to, to more deaths in India. I mean, during these protests, people are going to be close together. I don't know. But this is a big problem, and I hope they get it solved. 250 million people protesting. 24 hours? How long did they protest? 24 hours, uh, November 26th. How many stores were looted? God knows. <laughs> I don't right, know. Right. I don't know. Hopefully they... But look, I don't know much about the Indian farming uh, economy whatsoever, so this is where I'm going to... Uh, Pass the ball back to, to Tom. He did his research. But 250 million people, that is absurd. I mean, there's how many billion? I mean, one point something billion people that live in India. Mm-hmm. Are they going to, are they, they're more than China or they're passing no, China? China. They're, Not yet. But they're going to pass China. I don't know. By it depends on who's that making babies. What's, but, the popula- uh, what's the population, India versus China? China? China's got a 300 million lead. I'm just looking population in general. China's got a 300 million lead, I believe. India is 1.35 billion. Oh, China. they're about to pass up China. They're about to pass yeah. China. By when? I mean, at this pace, it's not far off. Yeah. But go ahead. Make your point. No, there's no point here. It's just there's, there's a shitload of people in India, and I, clearly this is affecting India. This is affecting the world. Two hundred and fifty. That's like if every single person, an adult in America, protested in one day. Three hundred in, in the last 20 years, farmers have been affected by uh, the regulations for a long time. This isn't a new thing. This has been going on for decades. It's nothing new. But in the last – maybe this is not, not a bad video for us to make, similar to U.S.-China trade war, to, to make this video. I think it's actually a very good idea to make the video. I think we'll get a lot of in, the last, in India. Yeah, no, I, we have, I've been to India. You know, we had a great time with India. Our audience, you know, we, we love the Indian folks. Mm-hmm. And they're very hardworking people, and I kind of like that capitalism has helped them out a lot. They're coming up aggressively. They went from being a non-issue uh, uh, GDP-wise. I think they're in the top seven right now and climbing aggressively. And I think they they can still they can compete for the top three spot in no time. Uh, GDP, GDP, no question about it. So between it. U.S., Brother, China, let me India. put it to you this way: yeah. some of the best engineers in America mm-hmm. are Indian. We've got a couple IIT, here in the IIT produce. Of course, we do. They're yeah. geniuses. IIT produces some of the best engineers in the world. There's a study that was done where they went to do market research. They went on the MIT campus, and then they went on the IIT campus to see who produces better engineers. And they gave them some basic tests. Here's a wire, here's a battery, here's this, make this light turn on. The MIT people, they don't know how to do it. The IIT is like, what do you mean? This is elementary, this is nothing to us. And they just kind of turn. So IIT produces ridiculous engineers. So India is gonna be competing. In the last 20 years, do you know how many farmers, people who own farms, do you know how many of them have committed suicide in the last 20 years? In America or India? In India. How many have committed suicide specifically in the farming industry? What do you think the numbers on the last I'm 20 say years? 200,000. 300,000 of them have committed suicide the last 20 but years. When they're only making $140 a month. How are you going to take yeah. care of your family? Terrible. This is a vi- – and by the way, you know, you, you, farmers, it's not like a sexy thing you do. 
you know, you look, oh, what are we, I'm a farmer. Oh my gosh, he's a farmer. You know, you, nobody sits there and says, sec. when somebody says, I'm in the military, what do you say? Ah, you know, he's in, thank you for your service, bro. It's all good, right? Yeah. When, when a war happens, you kind of like these soldiers to go to war. When you're getting arrested, somebody's breaking into your house, you kind of like cops. Mm-hmm. When all of a sudden the cost for what you're buying skyrockets, you're, you're s- looking around getting pissed off at people and you realize, what happened over here? Well, regulation, farmers, you're hurting them. Yeah. The big corp. Remember when we did that one conversation with Chad Solomon, the owner of that uh, the rancher? The the he was talking about meat and what's going on with meat prices in America, where a handful of companies are really controlling everything and it's forcing meat prices to go up. And you now don't know whether your meat is from America or not because they don't want to put it on there. So it doesn't say made in USA. You don't know if your meat you're buying is from China or not. Go ahead. Even when it's made from made in says made in USA, it could just be packed in the U.S. It's packed in U.S., but it's made somewhere else. So they're pushing for the farmers in U.S. want to push to say that this meat is made in USA. The big companies are saying, no, we don't care if it is or not. We just will say we'll pack it in USA, exactly. yeah. but we sell it at a price. And then I asked the question. I said, how many people actually care about the fact that you know where your meat is uh, produced? And people said it matters to me. When's the last time you checked? And yeah. everybody's like, I never checked. That's the point. So. Then you start looking at ranchers and saying, huh, these ranchers are more important. I never thought about ranchers. What does a rancher's day look like? What do they do? <laughs> Listen, ranchers, farmers, these people, what they do is very, very important. And mm-hmm. it's very sad what's going on to India. Uh, I hope uh, uh, I would encourage them to not stop voicing their yeah. opinions and where they're at. And hopefully, eventually, someone's going to turn. I know it got ugly a little bit. You know, you know, you had the government got in, you're talking about guns and, you know, it got very ugly. If you've seen some of the riots, yeah. protest, that's not looking good. Well, and the other right thing too is India. you think of, you think of them as maybe a little bit more reserved or docile as far as their character and whatnot, but the passion you see in these photos with these protesters, man, this is everything to them. You could just tell, you know, they're, they're not going to go away. This is going to be a battle for that government to try to win. Well, something that, that, resonated with me when you were Can I make a note of it for a video I think that's definitely a video given uh, your impassioned point right there was we've learned the term you know, I, I went on the terms that we talked about when it came to work you know obviously a uh, hybrid work model virtual decentralized but one of the terms that we've come to learn is essential worker yeah a farmer is an essential worker it's not the sexiest job unless you're going there I think yeah. there's a website called farmers only I don't know how I know about that but <laughs> farmers only oh my God. but uh Oh Check out OnlyFans and Farmers Only, but these are essential workers. That is good. Okay. That is good. Hey, by the way, when you, you know about Farmers Only? I've, I've heard about it, but yes, of course. You know. <laughs> of course. Of course I know Farmers Only. <laughs> Wouldn't it behoove us as a country to become aligned with India as much as we can, as big as they're becoming? With the, I think so. I think so, too. Because they're a democracy. They're the no, largest share democracy a common enemy. in the world. You share a common enemy, and they have a stronger backbone towards China than U.S. How does. many apps have they banned from China? 150 know, apps uh, or something uh, like that? I, I kind of like it. If we're going to go against China, you know, uh, yeah. no, I, it's I, good to have India on our side. Look, listen, this podcast, the attendance keeps getting bigger and bigger. I wish we had more time with you because we've got so many different topics. A quick shout-out to Mark Cuban. We take a lot of shots at Mark regularly. Oh, wow. I do want to give a shout-out to Mark Cuban. One of the things about Mark is, you got to give props to him being a ridiculous owner. Like, mm-hmm. seriously, the guy is a phenomenal owner to play for. This guy ends up signing, uh, giving J.J. Burrell $2.6 million. I don't know the exact number. $2.2 million. $2.2 million. He gives him two point. What's the number, Veterans Kai, actually? minimum. He gives him a $2.6 $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. $2. million. $2.6 million dollars yeah. last week. After he gives him $2.6 million, they release him. So here's $2.6 million. Yeah. Then I release you. Respect. Kind of like, look. 
thank you for what you did sure. for this meant a lot team to the for this 11 years. He was a you know? scrappy player, too. He was a scrappy player. Plus, he was married he to Miss Universe. Did you know that? From I don't know that. Miss oh, yeah, Universe. So Very cool. Kai, yeah. pull that one up. Very cool. I've got a funny J.J. Barea story, actually. Here we go. <laughs> so, you know, a lot of the, a lot of the NBA players... Um, party in Miami. Party in Miami. Yeah. They, 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 you know, winter in South Beach. Um, and, you know, one of my best friends is Chris Humphreys, played in the NBA for, you know, 15 years. Recognizable guy, 6'9", married Kim Kardashian, the whole story. Um, he called you the other day. He was with his uh, current face, girl. Yeah, FaceTime. FaceTime. Uh, yeah. With his girl, his lunch, uh, when we were building Lego. I'd, li I'd <laughs> like to take that weekend back of my life. But uh, <laughs> we didn't break the record. I, don't I know bet Chris was impressed when you said you were playing with Lego. He's like, oh, I'm out here in South Beach. Where you at, bro? I'm like, hey, I'm here with my friends I'm playing Lego. I'm building the world's largest up, Lego. <laughs> He's like, cool, I'll catch you later, buddy. I'm going to go back to uh, uh, doing my thing. But so p this is at, like the height of the whole thing. This is in like 2013, 2014. You know, Mavericks beat uh, the Heat in the finals, and Chris was on the Mavericks, whatever, whatever, whatever. And people came up he to Chris. He was on the title team? He was not on the title oh. team. This is a couple okay. years after that. But point is, he was at the height of his fame, recognizable. And these kids came up, and they're like, hey, Chris, can we get your autograph? We have a basketball. Can you get your autograph? And I'm like, yeah, you know, like. He's giving the autograph, and they're like, you're not going to get his autograph? They're like, who are you? I'm like, I'm J.J. Perea, man. What are you talking about? <laughs> like, you're J.J. Perea. Let me sign that ball for you, buddy. So there's a kid uh, out there that that's is... got a Chris Humphreys <laughs> and J.J. Perea signed basketball. <laughs> but it was the Soy Boy Mafia. We did it again, y'all. Oh, my but, uh, God. That was shout good out quick to those thinking, kids. though. Yeah. So. I mean, I didn't think I was going to say I was LeBron. I went with J.J. Perea. <laughs> Shout out. Okay, so this, shout out to Cuban. For, yes, uh, good for him for yeah. doing what he did with uh, JJ Bray. The question is if he gets released and comes back and signs another team and hits a big shot against the Mavs in the playoffs. Now, that he's a becomes a different player, story. Like, yeah. oh, but look, again, I respect yeah. owners that take care of their players. And you yeah. got to give a shout out to somebody that takes care of his players. Having said that, gang, if you enjoyed today's podcast, push that subscribe button. We're trying to get this thing to 100,000 subs to make it something that we'll do more often. I think once we crack 100,000 subs, we'll probably consider going three or four times a week. But until then, uh, uh, you know, we're probably going to be once or twice a week. Once it gets to 100,000 subs, we will probably put more time into this podcast because we're having a lot of fun with it. And uh, we think a lot of good comes out of this. Having said that, thank you for being with us the last two hours. Have a great next 48 hours because we'll do it again on Thursday. Thursday. Then we take next week off. Wow. So we'll see you guys in the next 48 hours. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.